0: Later on confirmed. Mate, like, okay, maybe the registration, everything will get better over time, but the game is out now. It's not a beta. It, it may seem like one, but it's not. So we're having to do this because of their stubbornness. And Rops proved he can tell the difference. He is a professional Counter-Strike player. He knows the difference between 64 and 128 tick. He tested it. 30 out of 30. Argue with that.
1: Best esports VIP program, and a variety of bonuses. Fast and easy withdrawals. Bet on every possible CSGO match and tournament. As well as any other eSports game.
2: Only on 22bet. Are you tired of your boring old skins and looking for beautiful new ones? Traded.gg is your place to go for easy and secure trades within seconds. Simply pick and choose whatever item you want to trade from Traded's huge inventory. Verify the trade on Steam and you're ready. With the lowest fees in the market and a beautiful, easy to use UI, Traded also offers you the option to instantly sell your items for cash. We accept a wide variety of payment methods. Traded.gg is the go to place whenever you want to try out fancy new skins. Start trading today at Traded.gg.
0: Hello, welcome. I'm a little bit laggy. This is HLTV confirmed. Uh, they wanted me to watch the intro for some reason. What am I watching the intro for?
3: Well, you'll have to find out later. Maybe we told you to watch the intro and you should have been watching something else. Maybe that's the trick. I watched the, I didn't, I didn't see it. Did you guys in chat must, see anything different I in
0: the intro? I lost as well. It, I it makes no clue sense in a, like an hour in, or
4: so.
3: In a grand scheme of things, you'll understand. Okay.
0: All
4: right, does this well, uh, does this have to do with oh wait, does this is have to do with like Chad being in, in Sydney or whatever in Australia?
3: Maybe. Okay.
4: I didn't actually see anything,
0: but I'm just guessing. Me either. Maybe I wasn't paying enough
3: attention. Something must anyway. have been
0: upside something must have been upside down. Let's just say that. Yeah, I guess. I guess we'll have to watch it back and see what we can find. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Counter-Strike fans walk around the globe. Welcome back to another episode of HLTV <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, look, I'm going to be a little bit laggy on TeamSpeak. Things are going to be a little bit all over the place. Uh, so look, I'm calling in from down under. We finished cast about half an hour ago. I got back. I look jet-lagged. I just look tired, guys. Like I got bags under my eyes. I got thin skin here. You know, it just looks, it doesn't look great. I'm not jet-lagged. I just I need like, to get some more sun and it will look better.
3: I yeah. like the comment from Crackly. You're not laggy. You're on subject. Ah, wonderful. That's yeah,
0: that's going to be a, a big discussion tonight. But a quick shout out to our sponsors, 22Bet. Remember to gamble responsibly. Steel Series, if you're in the market for some peripherals, you know where to go and trade it.gg. Marketplace if you're looking for some skins. Now, uh, look, we're going to get in tonight's show. Uh, we did just finish the group stage for IEM Sydney. Uh, and we have a lot to discuss. Obviously, we're joined by a Prof. We've got Striker on one side. Lucas is here producing. And uh, yeah, look, it has been quite the day. There's been a lot going on. The first CS2 Tier 1 LAN event going down. See, Striker, I'm making sure to clarify the first tier one you know i'm not saying the first like esl's tweets i'm making sure to do it correctly so i hope that you're happy with that striker
4: yeah pretty happy i mean blast yeah. was the most egregious one to be fair i haven't noticed the cs the
0: dsl ones yeah they just like saying first lan which i guess as far as the tier one is concerned it is but it's technically not the first cs2 lan i suppose uh we, we really have to decide where we want to draw the line in the sand now prof uh apparently you are a top 1.03 percent in fantasy uh how did you manage that
3: <sighs> honestly this is is so painful because if i was five spots higher in this fantasy i would tie first place with scrawny uh for, for the leaderboard scrawny just overtook maniac who had a huge choke zero points you want like double cloud nine double I don't know, G2 or something, or, uh, why would you, but like, why would you do that? Why would you go double
4: cloud nine literally like a week after they win the last CSGO tournament? Like, how does that make any sense?
3: Because he was, he was at blast and he was like biased be, because of what he saw for sure. So, and it's also it's just like, choke. he okay. choked last season, he's choking again. I was talking to scrawny a couple of days ago. There's a, there's a screenshot. you're we talking about how this choke was coming. We're just waiting for it, and here it is. Unfortunately, I didn't capitalize the same way scrotty did, uh, but I'm still. I think the the race is back on. It seemed like it was kind of maniac in the lead, but everything is back on right now.
0: If I didn't blunder this week so badly, I could have still. Like, I, I got myself up after the online stuff. I had a shitload of points. I could have been back in at least conversation for top yeah, ten. But I. You fucked did great
3: that the two showdowns. I think your total yeah. was the best out of the. Yeah, of the-
0: I named both my teams. Who cares? And the other one was who cares at all for the North American one because zero fucks <laughs> were given, and it was my best event so far of the season. So that tells you exactly how things are going. Striker, your team was doing all right as well. I saw you made a tweet about it. I was. Uh,
4: I was like. 50 spots below prof, like 1.5%. So, also a little bit sad that I didn't get to 25 because I've never had a top 1% finish. And that's fucking annoying because everybody's like suddenly in the lead, you know, for like, I would have been like top seven if I got that. Um, got that top one percent. So that's that's it a bit is annoying.
0: A bit, it is a bit more fun this season, though. It feels like there's a bit more competition. I know you were saying it felt like Maniac had, had it, but definitely bouncing back in Machine. He forgot to set his fucking roles. His team could have oh, been oh. high up this, week. yeah. Because we were talking about it on the media day, and I was telling him my team, and I think he changed some things last minute, and then forgot to set the roles. So the poor guy. I think this one might cost him here. So we'll <laughs> see if sorry, he can recover. You
3: kind of, you, you kind of. I fucked don't know him there. if it was
0: my fault. Look, I don't but know. But he only if it was lost two,
4: fault. two, two people on roles. I'm just looking,
0: but okay, he also so didn't he do any managed. boosters, bro. Yeah. Well, that's a problem too, isn't it? So yeah, look, maybe, uh, maybe the, the time zone is him here because we are nine hours ahead, uh, from central yeah. Europe here in Sydney. Uh, so right now it is a quarter to 11 at night for you guys. What is it like quarter to two? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, got the time quite roughly. Look, let's get straight into things. Let's roll the bumper, get into the recent news and start tonight's discussion. All right, uh, so you guys were asleep, or maybe most of you should have been asleep, when uh, Valve put their update uh, out, and it was a fun update, one that definitely got me <laughs> talking. Uh, if everybody missed it, we might be. I can find the patch notes here, and we can talk through them. If by uh, fun you mean miserable for
4: most of the people who have been paying any attention at all to what uh, is going on in CS2.
0: Yeah, well, it got me to bring back a meme from fucking like 10 years ago. So I was really happy to spend my time this morning doing that. Did you guys watch the video from that? Uh, I did not see that, no. Okay. Uh, it's from, a, I forget the name of the World War II film, but it's to do with like when when Hitler's losing his mind, right? It's like this Hitler rant. And it used uh-huh. to be like a thing people would do for all the outrage. So essentially did it with the, uh, with the, with the, well, alias bind, okay. uh which is the biggest takeaway, just to go over the patch notes for today. So yeah, uh, the first one that they listed, gameplay command alias is now leveraging a uh, sub tick accuracy. We'll get to that. There's some good stuff in here. New sound for final 10 seconds of bomb beeping. Uh, some missing agent voice lines. don't give a fuck about that. Really doesn't matter at all. Reduce fall off distance of knife impact and swish sounds, uh, various tweaks and bug fixes around occlusion filters and footstep clarity. So that will be something that we're gonna have to test and look into. Uh, and then a bunch of misc fixes as well that people uh, might want to run through. But uh, clearly, the main one was the aliases now leveraging sub tick accuracy. Now,
3: what that mean? Uh, what does that mean in English, essentially?
0: Uh, essentially the binds that, uh, I put out there that I got from J. Raz, uh, I guess it was like two weeks ago. Now that were basically tying your movement to the tick. They now have made sure that it doesn't do that. And it is still to do with sub tick. Um, now launders within an hour found a workaround. So get fucked valve. Uh, but (laughs) long story no. but here's what I, I don't want to have a rant and we'll see if I can contain it here because I was already mad today. I've already been upset at this. And I just think I've already spoken about the 128 tick stuff as well. And that fucking pisses me off more than anything. Um, but just to see valve come in and do that and not actually offer a fix or a solution to the actual problem, which is inconsistent movement, because I'm not a fucking robot and can't tell where I'd be pressing the button, which is going to create inconsistency. I fucking hate these people out there, man, who are coming and saying, oh yeah, but it's more accurate. Get fucked. Get absolutely fucked. It's not, it's not, it's it, like it, it can't it be.
4: Effect, It's effectively too accurate now. Like that's the problem now because like you, you cannot match like the sort of accuracy that it has.
0: Yeah, mate, there's some fucking moron in Twitter today replying skill issue, mate. Take a long walk off a short pier and enjoy that soak in wet water, mate. Like, honestly, some of this stuff that people are saying is just stupid. And to not have consistent movement in a competitive FPS is dumb. And this is the problem I have. Can they potentially fix sub tick? I don't have any fucking clue. I'm not a coder, I have no idea. But if you're not going to offer a solution and take away the Band-Aid fix that, lol, we fixed anyway, then what are you doing? It's the same with the 128 tick server bullshit. You take it away, you make it so that nobody can run those servers. You completely take it away. And you. this is the bit that fucks me off the most about all of this shit. I'm sorry, Kassad, he's right next to me. I, uh, the wall, the room, not actually in the room, uh, hmm. next door, we're neighbors. And this is the bit that fucks me off more than anything is Counter-Strike is a game that was built by the community. It was literally a mod from Half-Life, something that has evolved over 20 years. And now we get to a point that they wanna make it standard for everybody with all this shit. If, face it, if ES Portal, if I want to make 128 tick server, that should be my fucking prerogative, right? Why am I being limited to play a worse version of the game? Because that's the bullshit that they want to put out. They want to have this new system, all of this stuff. Okay, great. Well, it's it's fucking dog shit. Like, it's, it's dog shit, mate. Like, okay, maybe the registration, everything will get better over time. But the game is out now. It's not a beta. It, it may seem like one, but it's not. So we're having to do this because of their stubbornness. And Rops proved he can tell the difference. He is a professional Counter-Strike player. He knows the difference between 64 and 128 tick. He tested it. 30 out of 30. Argue with that. Argue with, and this fucking moron on Twitter calling these Bynes placebo as well. What is wrong with these people, man? There are actual smart people who test the things that we put out there on the internet and they go, yeah, actually, that's true. Oh, yeah, we can prove this. We can actually replicate it. We can do these tests. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, it's it's not a placebo. You're wrong. You're just wrong. And this this whole thing today just irked me off so much because they removed something that was affixed to something that is bad and offered no solution. No I solution. Think-
4: I'm wondering if, like, what the thinking from Valve is that, like, they think that people are trying to too hard to make the game feel exactly the same way as CS:GO, and they think that with time, once everybody gets used to the new system, you know, to 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 the new movement, then everybody, everything's gonna be okay, you know, because like they're not gonna have the old game to compare against, and they're gonna be okay with how it works. But when it goes, the problem with that is though, that once you get to things like you literally don't jump as far up. Every single time, you know, like you you literally jump into different heights and that's what's causing all these problems with um, like jump throw binds and all that stuff. Like just generally jump throws, all these myths, smokes that we've seen during Sydney. That's a problem. Like if you cannot replicate the same smokes all the time and all that stuff, that that is just that is actually bad.
0: The thing that this is why I have the issue. If if they had come out and said, oh, we've solved this problem, it's fixed now. So now you don't have to use the aliases anymore. Great. Awesome. But for people who are on higher ping, they will experience the laggy movement more, right? Because you have inconsistency in your internet. On LAN, I'm sure these players are experiencing quite a joyous time. Um, some of them are saying that the the, um, the, the, the pre- well, the, f- the term, I've because been casting all That's the one, that's the one, thank you Striker. Um, it still feels as strong. Some people are saying it doesn't feel as strong. I haven't played any LAN CS2, so I have to take their word for it. Um, with all of that in mind, right, like if, if these things are going to, you know, slowly get better over time, that's great. But it's just so frustrating to have the dev removing these things and not offering any solutions. And I'm sure they're working on stuff. To be honest, stuff. like
3: the, the thing is, we don't even know if they, you say like these problems we don't even know if they think they are problems right we don't even know what their stance on is on these things they did not say anything so that's what's even the worse
0: benefit though prof of having inconsistent movement in a game that's competitive and it's all about being able I know, to replicate and i
3: know but like you just might have like a different point of view on things and you also might it, they might agree but we don't know what they're thinking right now maybe they are just thinking this is this is their solution to have everyone play on the same let's say, let's say same level, because like a level playing field and not have some people that are using like console commands be just better. Uh, But I don't think, I don't think that makes sense, especially if you're not communicating. It's just, it's just lame. It's like, ah, we removed this. Think, why did you remove this? What is the point of removing this? Why can't you just say something? I know like Valve doesn't want to say anything, but like say, I think in this kind of a case, they do need to communicate better about what they're doing because it's just like, as you said at the start, it does feel more in the in the riot way of thinking of like ah, oh, we are controlling stuff. This is how everything needs to be done. And like next year, uh, like ne- next year, twenty twenty five. Oh, all of the tournaments are going to be run under Valve ranking and all of these things. So they are getting more and more involved, but without putting out any sort of a you know roadmap or like
4: like explanation or whatever
3: explanation yeah. for like ah, oh, this we see this as a problem we're working on it. This is what we want to put out now. you know, there's nothing. So it's, it is really, it is really disappointing. And the the more I was playing and watching the game more playing, like before even Sydney came out, like all of these weird movement things, the fucking Michael Jackson peak, the, the weird, like, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like, if people are in like kind of like a slant, sometimes the model just looks like it's floating in the air. It looks like a fucking genie coming out of a bottle. It's like, it just doesn't feel like the game that we... It is objectively much worse from a polished point of view than, oh. than CSGO. It's like, and and it goes so deep that it's crazy. It's just yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, This is the thing. I don't... And and I have been probably one of the more uh, Valve sympathizers in all of this, right? I got to go to the office. I got to meet a bunch of people. I got to see how they were working and everything and talk to them and, and try and understand a little bit of their philosophy and the workflow and everything like that. And and now I just feel like, man, like the, the game that's been released, okay, they said summer, they released it. It's clearly not a full release. We've been talking about this. It's missing a lot of features, a lot of reasons that people probably played the game. Like we've discussed this before, there might be people who just exclusively play Danger Zone or who'd load up the game to play Flying Scoutsman. And now they have none of these options. There's no workshop maps, a community servers, all that kind of stuff. There's no way to do that. Rush has literally had to reach out to map makers, to ask about the maps that they're making for CS2, to create content, to put it on the ESL broadcast so that people can see some of the maps that are being made because there's no you know workshop of availability at the moment. And that's a huge part of this game. This is what I keep returning to. Counter-Strike is not just 5v5. As much as that's what we talk about on this show, and that's the majority of our focus, this is literally something that is a fucking community-based thing that everybody comes together, they surf, they do this, they do that, and everybody enjoys Counter-Strike for different reasons. And half of that has been fucking taken away on release. And sure, they don't want this to be the case. Sure, there's gonna be a lot more things available because of CS2 but we just start in this fucking miserable position. And I was of the camp that was like, oh yeah, okay, well, you know, it's going to take time. It'll get there. But I'm old now. Maybe I'm completely off the mark, you know? Maybe it's the kids who are wrong. No, the kids are probably fucking right. There probably should be a higher level of standard, especially if that number is correct. About 40 million worth of cases slash keys being sold in the first 40 minutes of the game being released. Like, I understand that this is a small company, but they make a shitload of money, right? They've got, they got 300 employees or something, and then per head, they're probably like the one of the largest earning in the whole fucking world. But then why can't we have 128 sub servers? Why? Why? Oh, there's no difference. There's no difference in 128 tickets. Well, there literally is, that fucking number, I'll tell you. There is, it's double. Yeah. It's double. Bro, this, whole,
3: uh, this whole whole thing is just so, causing so many issues. Like, I, I've been saying it from the, like, Two months ago, it's like I don't see if how this makes sense and what the payoff is from this. I don't see what the payoff is. Like uh, I don't think anyone, like I don't, I don't know. When you were playing CS:GO, did you feel like like the registration was bad? Like yeah, there were some issues here and there, but it's at the end of CS:GO, we kind of knew that every time there's a weird thing, there's a reason for like the desync between some what you see and like a miss, or most of the time it would be nothing. Like in 2015. Yeah, there was fucked up hitboxes. There was like desync. There were so many things that were that were happening. But at the end, like everything was figured out and was good. So why why are we changing? What are we getting from this? I still don't get it. Like I I understand the difference on a, on a basic degree, but I don't see how the end user benefits from, Ex- from adding
0: this exist is in the chat he said csgo was way better a few months after release in terms of the feeling this is the exist in the 87 and O nip an absolute legend of the game saying this right now just to all of you so just you fucking casual andies out there it's a fucking placebo just have some pain fuck off all right i'm fucking fed up of it at this point i just need people right and here's the thing we need to actually start making some noise about this because the only way that they're going to get their act together is if we actually make some noise. So I'm pissed off now. We had Loba just before screeching into the void and everybody being like, well, fuck Loba. Actually, no, maybe we should be making some noise about this. Make some actual changes, right? Let's, let's make some actual, like, good changes, To be honest, like, the
3: difference there is, like, the, the, the noise was completely unsubstantiated. It was just, like, game shit. It was like, yeah. okay. Cool. Like, what does that mean? Like until people started playing the game more, we couldn't we didn't really know what the what the issues were, were specifically. But also, I don't think anyone really expected the game to come out that soon. That's why, like, the when the beta was out, or whatever that you want to call it, everyone was kind of optimistic, but it was like, okay, well, obviously it's not gonna come out in two weeks, and then it comes out in two weeks, and everyone's like, Okay. If I knew this was going to come out in two weeks, I would be louder and say, like, this is this is not okay. Yeah. And people were saying in the last week when it was like obvious and the news was kind of out that it's actually coming. Everyone was saying like, this is not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know where, who is talking to who and like where these decisions are coming from involved. But like, it does, it does feel like there's a huge disconnect between what people actually playing the game feel and then... What they think is is Valve ready or not.
0: Valve don't acknowledge that there's any difference between 128 and 64 2 They don't. What they don't acknowledge it. They they like my conversations with them. They don't acknowledge it. It's it's crazy to me. And also you ask them, oh yeah, what about your anti cheat? And they're like, yeah, we have VAC. Okay, go play some Premier right now, would you? Tell me how good your fucking VAC is. Like that's that's another thing. Like it's just it it. There's there's so much stuff here that when we're talking about the game now and in the state that that we're in, we're in the year 2023. Like let that sink in for some people playing at home, right? He's not at the door. It's something that I want you guys to actually just like acknowledge. Like we we, we really we really need to like I, I mate. There was the other thing, and I know this. I know this dev. I know that he acknowledged that he was wrong. But the Maui tweet about one of the devs who's actually communicating on Twitter, and he was like mentioning that it isn't his priority to worry about people, you know, not getting consistent FPS. Like people can go and find that I retweeted it, but that's this first, this guy. First of all, very brave of him to communicate in the first place because traditionally the valves don't, the devs don't communicate. And is that, that why? Like it. Uh, I can't log into my Twitter here. But, it was basically
4: um, something to do with like, um, if you if you cap the game at 120 FPS, you're gonna have a high quality experience. I'm not gonna. Basically, it was saying like I'm not gonna bother dealing with the people who have like um, FPS dropping from 500 to 170, yeah, that being inconsistent, you know.
0: He walked it back. He walked it back and said he was wrong, um, multiple occasions. But I think the fact that that was his stance initially, <laughs> that kind of tells me half of what I need to know, right? You I can I put think, this.
4: I mean, obviously, you know, this is. A, this, I think it's deleted now, right? And and he said something after that, uh, but uh, it's just there, to, I think, from what
3: I see.
0: But okay. he did. He walked it back. Like he said he was wrong, and he said, it, you know, it, 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 I think he used the term tone deaf or, or something along those lines. But r- regardless, like. We're not just talking about a game that hasn't been played before. We're talking about a game with the largest legacy out of almost any video game that exists on the fucking planet. There is a high standard for the people who play this game, and a high expectation. And I, I just it it's just disappointing. Like I know the game will get better. Like I can say that with certainty that the game will get better. But I just I just don't. I just like. Man, some of the features. I think the nade smoke thing. I think that's really cool. I really like that. I think that's a great feature that's been added. I think there's some nice quality of life features that they've added throughout. But it's the core stuff of the game that really, really frustrates yeah. me. I um, mean,
4: yeah, it's just the basic, the biggest. If movement, you know, is different, then that's kind of the basic thing that creates probably the biggest part of the feel for you in the game, you know. And and then if that feels off, everything else is just going to feel off as well. And if you add audio issues, you know, to to that, then Basically, like that's two of your two of your three senses that you're using a lot in the game that are just being fucked, you know, so that's that's yeah. a bit of a problem.
3: Well, yeah, I, mean, it, the- I mean, this tweet is like it is not worded the best, but obviously what he's saying is if someone is complaining about his FPS going from 500 to 170 and that's it was whole more like the other way. It was more like the other way rather than whatever. Like if if someone has drops in FPS and that's like the whole complaint, that's actually impossible to actually find out what the issue is so that kind of game
0: optimization right
3: yeah but it's also kind of useless because everyone has a different pc you can have seven thousand different things that are going wrong on your pc and considering the state of the game right now that is not a priority but and then he sends like how to record the thing so if if you're like when a smoke blooms and a nade drops then my FPS goes from three hundred to hundred and then go, goes back up. And here's a video. Then that could be something you can actually investigate. But also the way, but the way it was framed, especially that one tweet. If you cap an FPS at one hundred twenty, that's instantly where you lose everyone because like who is playing at one hundred twenty FPS? No one. In twenty no, twenty three, no one that's actually decent at the game is playing at one hundred twenty FPS unless they are like on a vacation on a laptop, and that's the best they can have, right? So no one is playing 120F. I feel
4: like, I feel like this, maybe this is the point where, you know, because I think this is the only time that they've actually uh, uh, addressed these alias binds, right? Like previously it was kind of banned by, um, by tournament organizers, but not, the Valve didn't do anything about
0: it previously, right? But there's already a workaround. Just no, no, no. I'm just talking about like, until yeah, like, this, yeah, yeah. The this Valve, was the first yeah, time that
4: I right. actually did something about it. And I feel like the fact that somebody found a workaround within an hour should add like so many people like instantly, you know, making sure that they have that workaround. Then obviously, you know, it will just hit Valve that okay, like maybe maybe this is actually something that people really want in the game, you know. It's not just like because there's some um, whatever, like it uh, yeah, uh, it's just like a minor issue or whatever. Like if people are instantly like coming up with ways to actually make it uh, come back, you know, then that that's that po- that poses a, an actual issue rather than just you know some people are feeling like it's something is off in the game. You know,
0: what percentage of people do you think would have been using the alias binds or the version of the alias binds uh, that just mean, probably the a low, probably low, one like percent of the entire like, player base. Let's maybe?
4: say even if you're even if you're uh, even if you over shot it it's going to be like five percent of the entire player base that's five percent Five
0: percent saying like of the entire uh, player base yeah that's okay so that let's say that's the number even if you so like hard just, overshot it that is overshoot it i think okay so if but this is the thing i'm trying to backtrack some logic from some of the muppets on twitter today so they're like oh yeah but they want to be able to collect all the data and know what's wrong so what you're going to do is you're going to look at it and you're going to go five percent of the player base if we're being generous is using these commands so we don't have enough data based on everybody else to be able to tell that the movement's fucked like, at what point do they look at this and they go, yeah, this is a good decision to have inconsistent movement. It must be because they're on the vein of actually being computers, and they think that we know exactly when we press the button in relation to the tick to know what speed it's going to be. Floppy, uh, actually, it's Ali, should put out a video. He was recording for a floppy screen today. Um, people should go take a look at that to show you the inconsistencies to do with the jumping. Launders also has some stuff that yeah. he put out. Um, so people should go and look at that if they think it is a placebo. Also, get fucked if you think it is a placebo. Um but yeah, this stuff is frustrating. There was another one I wanted to return to here in the comments. I think it was Hawk6. Um, and Hawk6 says, why do people shit on the term feel? Uh, it's a big part of the experience. Unfortunately, feel is not saying that the coders can really do anything with. Like us saying feel is like trying to explain that you love a robot to a robot, right? Like it's it's not, it's not going to happen. Like, it's just not, I it, it, love,
3: uh, this is, this is the only like context where men use feelings first instead of like, <laughs> right? you know, facts <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when you're playing fucking Counter-Strike, it just doesn't feel right. You know, uh, yeah. but, but it is true. Like you can't really, it, it's hard for another person when they want to like go back and figure out what the issue is to be like, it feels wrong. It is it is a starting point of a discussion and not like the end. Um, Yes.
0: Uh, This is why the people like Three Clicks, Philip, and and a lot of these other unsung heroes, maybe they're not as big names, but the people who actually go out there uh, and investigate a lot of these things and collect the data and they understand, like, I'm gonna be honest, I do not have the technical understanding to be able to investigate these things at length. I have the experience and the Counter-Strike know-how to know if something feels right or wrong, Right, because at the end of the day, what Valve decide is what Valve decide, and there are certain features. I think it was a uh, uh, Sorcerer. I think uh, she's in here. She was playing in the show match for uh, that DHL thing over in, in EPL. I was saying with the sound that that she's just come to accept, um, which might have to be the case with certain things within the game. You know, we might just have to come to accept them. But there are certain things that we definitely need to push back on if we think it's a big enough issue as a community. And this is why on the issue today, like I got you know, I like getting riled up every now and again. It can be a little bit of fun. but um just to just to have like this, again, I return to the point. I do believe that they will be able to net up and fix a lot of these issues with time, right? I, I, I strongly believe that. Uh, but on the on the other hand, like it's just the taking away a fix and not offering a solution is a problem to me. What's Naphne saying? I need help? What eco-friendly means? Am I eco cobra? <laughs>
3: This is the uh, the fantasy oh, for role. The oh, the thing. fantasy yeah. role that we added. That does not mean you're an Eco Cobra. Eco Cobra is a guy that has a. I mean, it could be, but it doesn't have to be. You know, this just means you're using the farm guns, as they call it, in the Eastern SMGs, Europe. Daphne. SMGs and shotguns and stuff like that. That's gonna give your. A team more economy, not that you're mm-hmm. killing low economy. But it's in opponents. a good way. So it's in a good way, effectively, yeah, rather than it bad. Be, it could be, It could also be a good booster for like Blamef, but it's usually just for all the like the die like Hooksy, Kerrigan that play with the shit guns. That's like a good good role for them.
0: So. I like how Blamef has become the peak example of of an Eco Cobra. <laughs> Mate, there's uh, on this Skybox Edge thing that I have access to, which I'm very fortunate that uh, Skybox gave me access to it. I can like filter and I can find out like fucking. Like, I'm surprised you go. You guys should do this. You guys need to have, like, a stat line. Get Peta to fucking put it out there to right. do with the eco hunters. I know the players would appreciate it so much. If you, like, freight, like, you had it front and center to see who the guys whose stats are just overinflated by eco kills are, they would fucking love that shit. That would, but that would a, make them horny as all fuck. Well, whatever. Um, let's plug it into that. Yeah, well, add, add it, strike. No, I was just going to
4: say, like, how do you, like, how does that... Like what does constitutes an eco in that aspect, you know? And then there are some go- some rounds where those eco kills are actually important, you know. Like if you fuck them up, like that's really bad, you know. Or you're in a mm-hmm. position where you're about to lose the round, you know. But then you get like four kills that like turn it around, you know. There is not I like think... eco kills are deco kills in every situation. Well, what are you si- defining as an eco right? kill? No, but I'm just saying like even if even if you go by like literally the guy the other guy has a Glock. If you're in a 1v4, you know, like your entire team fucked up and you're in a 1v4 against all Glocks, you know, like like guys without guys without armor, like you kind of have to get those 40 kills, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I just think like uh, from but uh, like
4: obviously all, on a like on a large enough sample size, you will be able to tell who are the people who are like actively going after them, you know, so like obviously this this is like I'm just I'm just being a pedantic at this point.
0: I think I think it just be a fun thing to look at. But something that I wanted to note because um I saw Raga talking about this and I replied to his tweet, but there's discussion about the jump bind um, for the throat. And something that Valve actually did while we were in the office, we were talking to them about the jump lines and the different aliases that we were using while we were there. These were things that we were actually discussing with them um, and talking through what pros use and all this kind of stuff so that they could get a better understanding of of maybe what they should be expecting or what they could be expecting. and one of the things we told them was jump throws because it makes it consistent, especially with the step jump throw. And we went away. We came back the next day. Not only did they add this, but they also made a lot of other fixes to the game when we were there. But overnight, they added a thing in the menu so we could set a key to jump throw.
3: We had it as a key. I don't understand. Like, they made this whole like, oh, this is how you jump throw. So there's that like special sound when you jump throw, but that's not actually consistent.
0: Uh, I think it's it's more of an issue when you're doing step jump throws, yeah. right? Okay. So I think like if you were doing an insta window smoke on ancient, for example, a step jump throw is well in CSGO, or if you were using the alias binds, always gonna land. The issue is to do with like the velocity of the throw and all these kind of things. So with the with so the is there a chance, the movement, is
3: there a chance that they don't want step jump throws to be consistent? Why? We've already
0: had this. I already fought with Flusher and JW about yeah, like seven years ago
3: just because of the i don't know because they opened up fucking skyboxes and shit so it's okay so let's make
0: the game that's already playing like it's on fucking steroids even faster like it's like these players just all went and snorted lines of cocaine before playing today i don't think i've ever seen anything fucking (laughs) like it
3: are there (laughs) any uh checks from who does those e does e does those drug tests tests. yeah Yeah,
0: i think we save those for the arena right but uh yeah, I think the the jump throws it's to do with you have a window of time of when you throw yeah. it right in that noise. But I also so they kind of fucked
3: up the, the the accuracy. Like the jumping shooting accuracy is higher now because that window of being like at the top is bigger. Really? Yeah, that's what okay. I what I think. Okay, but wasn't there wasn't there it, like yeah. some people talking about like the scout being better, like the jumping scout kind not like completely back but kind of back
0: there's definitely a lot more moving kills whether it's jumping or not it feels like there's a whole lot more movement in terms of how the players are able to get a lot of these frags right like uh, that that is something that i think we're seeing a lot but we're only going to know uh, with more time right uh, and see how yeah. we can iron these things out and testing but um there was something else i also wanted to mention with this it's kind of we're talking for about now. The,
3: the yeah just about the adding the button for a jump throw which seems logical and seems like the 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 path that they're taking is okay. Let's eliminate these like weird binds that people have to have to play the game, which I think is fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Oh, this is But where unfortunately, the kind yeah. of just backfired, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: I would like to start a timer and maybe the three of us could start a pool. How long until they remove configs?
3: <laughs> I mean, you saw my no, tweet. No, I'm serious. You saw my tweet about like uh, aliases being removed. That was like a week ago. Um, and I expected it to be one day. So I was a bit. I don't know if they took some time to catch up, or they didn't, weren't aware, or they thought it wasn't a big deal. But it it happened sooner or later. Um, I don't know. I, that, they can't do that. That will. I think the they will. They will do it. I, I think am, I am almost one hundred percent certain. One auto exit or something. Mm, no, that has to be.
0: No, they don't. It, when I was there, the the indication that I got when I was there was that they wanted to make it so that when your settings were done, when you would go to another computer, that it would carry your settings across. The problem is I've had the complete opposite experience. Um, there we go. Rob just said, yeah, they're probably removing configs, which is quite fucked. Rumors are out. I've heard the same thing. Uh, Natu, I was sat in a meeting, stream muted, and all I saw was chat on fire. ha <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I'm almost, I'm almost positive that they're going to remove the configs. I've heard the same rumors. Um, so if they're able to have the functionality that we do all the settings properly in the menu, which means we need more functionality and more options right. because a lot of us have toggles to do with radar and that type of stuff. But also um, like
4: buy binds and stuff like that, uh, like all that stuff you can, you still, have, like you would have to do through, through the console, obviously, but if you didn't have auto or console at the moment, there's no, there's no good way of doing it through just options.
0: Yeah, so that is going to cause an issue, but here's the thing, and this returns to the conversation I was having earlier about 128 tick and us not being able to have these options to do these things. Valve are going to take this away, and they're going to take it away because they don't like the fact that we have us at the very top end as like this elite group of Counter-Strike hardcores who have our own version of being able to play the game they're going to take that away from us and they're going to make this just a casual friendly thing that is like that's we know that's what they've always wanted they didn't like coaches they made the same they for those people who have only been around for a short amount of time our rule set back in the day was a minute 45 and 35 second bomb timer. And for the noobs playing fucking matchmaking, it was like two minute round time and fucking 45 second bomb. And then we met in the middle and now we have the current version, which was good at the time because we could just smoke the bottom of a banana and block it for the entire time. So having a bit more round time was good. Having a bit more time on the bomb was good because we could extend retakes. You know, things could be a little bit more dynamic, but this is the thing. They will just make it for the casual Andes and that's going to be fucking amazing, isn't it? Because they're going to remove all of this functionality that we've had for all these years, um, just because they want to try and appeal to a larger fan base. Well, guess what? Counter Strike was already breaking records, and it was the way it was before. So why the fuck are you cunt so fucking stubborn about taking the shit away from us that we've had for years? Explain it. If the if the reason is oh just so you know the casual user has the same experience, we've already you you're arguing up against the point that the player base was already proving the other way. More and more players were playing. The game was only going up. So what are you doing? Why are you taking this away? Like, why? It just doesn't make sense, man. I it's really trending is, up.
4: I think it really is because they don't think this is an actual issue. Because, and to be like, who played Devil's Advocate? Like, I kind of understand that line of thinking at least even if i don't agree with like the specific one because like if you're creating consistent jumps you know then all these things that we see in pro play is just not going to happen as it used to happen in CS:GO, and that's a problem because then like strats are going to be off all the time you know like people will make many more mistakes and like the game is just not going to look as polished as it did like just look at the fucking bed boom bed boom game on mirage that they played today they missed boom like fucking 15 smokes on window in, an, in a half like, obviously, like, I don't know if it was always the same person. I don't think so. It was like multiple people because it was even in one round. They missed it three times or some shit. And like, I'm sure it, part of it is just because, okay, it works. in like, the jump throw is actually a little bit different in CS2. And so, like, maybe they're just not practiced enough in them and they will be a little bit more consistent than that. But like on the on the extremes, it looks pretty bad. But okay, the, to to go back to my original point, like, I understand the line of thinking that, Maybe this is not an actual issue, and it's only an issue because people have the comparison. and like there's a lot of again, like people think that's that a lot of this is placebo, and some of it like that have we've had issues with you know that people thought was placebo actually was kind of proven to be placebo and it's just not not actually making a, a real difference. but in this case it is actually making a real difference and people are are trying to make it return exactly because just the game feels differently if you play um, if you play with those binds as, as they are now. You know, and then if they didn't make a difference, you know, why would they fix them in the first place? You know, if they just thought, OK, just let people play as as they want to play like this, then, then that
0: wouldn't make any sense. Right. That's my same argument with 128 tick. If it makes no yeah, difference, yeah. why are you getting rid of it? Oh, right. wait, because it makes a difference. Ha! <laughs> funny that. And then again, I just return to my point. It's not like they're short of money. Like it's not like we're talking about some fucking In the indie company, <laughs> yeah. right? Like there's yeah. the meme for you, but we're not talking about like if we had a hundred twenty-eight tick sub tick, I think a lot of our problems would fucking go away. I wonder,
4: you know what I wonder about? I don't know exactly. Like I'm just not good good enough with the coding part of it, and I haven't like kept up enough with like what exactly it's the 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 fact that you lock your movement and all that stuff to sixty-four tick is causing, and like what else it's affecting, but. You know, let's say Subtick only stays for uh, for consistency and like the whatever, it, like so that your shooting is is consistent, you know, across uh, uh, from, from the server side to the client side, whatever, <laughs> all that stuff, you know, but movement stays locked onto Tick, yes. you know, wouldn't yes. that kind of solve our problem to some degree? Yes.
0: That's what I was thinking they were going to do Striker. I thought they'd go, oh, they would these go the guys other way. seem ah, to want yeah. the consistent movement. Why don't we just lock the movement to the Tick? And we could just do that by putting these commands that these guys are backdoored as the standard. Wow! Yeah. Imagine but that. I don't, know, we, I don't
4: know what else it. I don't know what else it. It could affect that would, like basically defeat the purpose of having subtick in the first place. You know, I'm not entirely sure how you can just lock parts of it. Obviously, we've done that. You know, with these alias binds, like we've we've literally locked parts of it to sub to uh 64 tick. You know, so that it feels feels a little bit more like CS:GO at least in 64 tick but i don't know what else it could affect down the line you know what else you could technically lock to take and like uh, fuck with the game you know like what what else did they want to fix with something that we would be we would now no longer have if they did that with movement you know
0: I, I just uh, there's other things that baffle me as well. Like obviously the net graph, I was uh, one of the reasons that the net graph got taken away because fucking robs that geek nerd was coming up with those lineups using the net graph, right? So we told valve about it and they removed the net graph, but now we don't have the same functionality. So now we can't even try and look at the game in the same way to see the same kind of details, right? We're, we're missing tools to be able to test things. So it's the same as limiting 128 how are we meant to why is be NetGraph able to test just
3: not fucking cheat protected or something like what, what is the reason? that doesn't that doesn't make sense right like if the only thing is like trying to uh, disable like the competitive advantage that you can get that was like in wasn't source or 1.6 when someone was near then like the var went up or some shit like there was there
4: was 1.6
3: yeah sometimes happened yeah yeah so so you could get information like that Uh, like okay but like let people when they're just trying to figure out shit be able to get that kind of stuff, you know. When yeah. I wanna just test my internet to go on a server and fucking try or whatever, have it, I don't know. It doesn't make doesn't make a lot of sense. And kind of back to your point, it's like a game like this goes big because of the community and because of you know, I, I understand we need to standardize things if we want to have like an esport, but also but you need to have,
0: about the esport, valve the to, opposite.
3: You need to give people like the 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 wide breadth of possibilities to get those new game modes and shit in, right? To get new ideas, to get whatever, different uh, round timers and shit like that. And maybe we fucked up because maybe we fucked up. This is a stupid thing to say. This is like kind of victim blaming mentality right now, but still like in CSGO, we could have set up servers and a tournament to have a 1.35 like fucking uh, minute round timer and like 1.45 and 35 second bomb. And, but we couldn't tweak the smokes on, on our own like in theory we could maybe we could have on some like super custom server and just play like that and see the difference that it makes in terms of the this like length of a game instead of that we have mr 12 instead of MR15. Yeah, but which... that's a
0: problem that, that's a the problem
3: there is Prof is the fact that even when we had show
0: matches that trialed other formats, the players who were playing didn't take it seriously because it wasn't the format that they would be playing yeah. in majors. The entire community now as far as competitive Counter-Strike revolves around what Valve offer up at the majors we followed the map pool. When it was back in Source and it was back in 1.6 I'd be playing Season or CPO Mill or Tusken or this or that and there'd be many more options that people would actually be interested in but now because of the pathway that valve has provided which we all are very grateful of of having the majors and the stickers and these two massive events every year it's standardized so if you're going to standardize something you are responsible for that and the players i don't blame them for playing these show matches and not giving a fuck why would they what has it got to do for them to actually winning a major which is their number one goal or winning a big tournament like a catavis or a cologne they don't give a fuck and that's not their priority no, i mean it's not a, it's, it's
4: it's it's not an experiment for them right like it's it's just yeah it's just a show match so unless you make it like a thing for multiple tournaments or at least for an entire tournament you know so that people have to have to be honest more focus like, on that then
3: yeah. it's not going to make a difference and it's not like valve was like hey this is a mr12 test run guys can you play this seriously they didn't they didn't have any input on that that's just like people did what they did essentially uh, these are like, the we, same
0: people that had random third map at a major. The people that added a revolver to the game, like these, are the same people. Just so everybody, they, they, they are. First of all, I see
3: random third map, not as bad as the revolver. Revolver is like a completely different universe. Oh, I think things th- actually. That was I think
0: force overpass and cobble. I'm almost yeah, certain. exactly because they
3: they needed to expand the map pool from five to seven, and if they didn't do that, no one would play either maps. And I think it, it is shit historically and for the players and teams that are there such so much fucking luck in that but it was kind of a yeah it was it was a solution i'll say the revolver Uh, was just not needed i mean the revolver just
4: had like the i don't think it was like as a thought like the the gun wasn't actually that bad the problem is it was overpowered as fuck like the, the the values were were off you know the actual gun i mean it's not very like it's not particularly well used even if the stats are okay on it now because like why would you kid like why would you play with a gun that like forces you on a delay of shooting like that doesn't make any sense if you're a pro you know yeah if you're like a casual you want to have fun like yeah yeah i'm I'm running around with a revolver that just kind of goes like yeah sure like that's fun but like for a pro like nobody will will
0: forcefully do that at least not many players yeah okay well uh look we can talk more about this as we continue um we're gonna all sit here and pray for our good friend bob um should we (laughs) Should we do skin in air? and then we can talk more about this? Cause otherwise I'll just fucking go for two Yeah, minutes.
4: I mean we can we can kind of yeah. I'm sure we can learn from this.
3: Yeah, we also have like some CS2 discussion there about the meta and stuff. So we're yeah. probably gonna go back into CS2 very quickly. Okay. Uh
0: I didn't really manage to avoid <laughs> ranting, so my apologies. Uh, no, I apologize. Uh no, apologize no, to no. everybody. I, it's right funny, now.
4: it's funny. Like if people, especially if like somebody is on like a confirmed binge and they're gonna go through like the last three or four episodes where you're always like just let Valve do their thing, you know, just give them some constructive feedback to to today's version, you know, like the first hour where it's just like non-stop rant about Valve and how fucked they, their view of the game is, you know, like it's just well, kind the, of funny the, to older, me.
0: the older I've gotten, the more reasonable I think I've become. And I've also got to a point as well where like I understand that things take time. And it's not all immediate and we can't just like have things happen immediately like th- that that's something that comes with age right but today just fucking pissed me off like it it I just shows yeah. this fucking tone deaf man yeah. like
4: I, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that the fact that literally like it took an hour for people to find a workaround and everybody's immediately switching to that you know so that the, the, like that feeling stays like hopefully that will make them understand okay there's actually something going on here it's not just like people being stupid and not understanding that the game actually feels the same and this is just making a like whatever a difference only on in like the, net, the the pure numbers that you see on like Netgraph or whatever it is that that shows the 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 Convicts height and all that stuff
0: removed in two weeks or less mark, me, mark my words. I think um, I don't think that's going to could... happen
4: for, for one reason that uh, just to show just to 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 round out this conversation I think the first that we will see is moving some of these things that are only possible through conflict to the cons to the options like Bob, like buy binds already exist to some degree, but I don't think they're like super I mean, they're advanced in the game. They're going
3: to bo- do it at the same time, and half of the things are still not going to be available. Maybe, maybe that's also
4: maybe that's also it. Yeah, maybe they're just going to go go with that. That that just realized they fucked several options out of the game because it's no, yeah, you can't do it through config anyway. Yeah, I
0: it's think so you good. might be right. All right, everybody in chat is already one step ahead. Type trade it in chat right now if you would like to enter the draw. We're about to do who wants to be a skinnier. Those of you who are not familiar, uh, we have five questions. Uh, there you go. Rob just said they will do it 99%. There's already cloud CFG. Eh, we're all fucked, aren't we? Um, okay. I mean, but that's been five. the case for a very long time, no? I don't know if it's in the same way. If you go into the config files, you have to get it over three or two or three different files to get everything. Whereas before it yeah, was. Yeah, right. I think it was less. Anyway, five questions. Uh, each question that we get correct, this, is it me answering? Is it Striker answering? I, just, answering?
3: I think it's just you do. You do it. Okay,
0: I'm answering. Yeah. Let's see if I can calm myself down to focus. Uh, five questions, multiple choice. Every question that I get correct, we're going to move the slider up. If we get all five correct, one lucky winner will be taking home the grand prize of a $50 voucher for Trader.gg. This is who wants to be a skinny neck. Keep the traders in the chat and let's get things underway. What is the theme for tonight's quiz? Does anybody know? It's
3: Sydney. Okay.
0: All right, cool. Uh, I am Sydney. That's the theme. Let's get things started. Lucas, question number one. Who's you, Should I read it out? Read, I'll,
4: I'll read it. Okay, Yeah, read it out. <laughs> okay. So I am Sydney 2018 had the most Aussie majority teams at a Sydney event to date. How many? Four, five, or six?
0: Peace was there. Because uh, Prof, wear- Prof was wearing the uh, the jacket before. Uh, renegades would have been there. Um, majority, majority. Was this already majority. 100 Thieves time or? 2018. No, it wasn't, I think right? it became it was no, 2019.
3: Uh, so I think both. It's they're, 2018, there were Renegades. I think it's only
0: four. I think it's only four. Five or six sounds like an awful lot. Unless one of the teams stood in because somebody could. Four still seems like a lot. Four is a lot, yeah. Four is a lot. I'm just going to go with four. Uh, it just seems like the most logical answer. Now, the correct answer is... Five. Okay.
4: okay. Who so were the teams? Do you know who they were?
3: Yeah. I'll, I'll read them Read them out. So we had Chiefs, Legacy, Order, Greyhound, and Renegades. What? I do yeah, why we had well, so many. Let me see. They must uh, have been Legacy, standing... Legacy was a replacement team. There you go. Uh, Renegades were invited, and then we had three Oceania slots.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I just want to let uh, the people in chat who typed four know the reason I selected four is because of you. You only have yourselves to blame. All right, question number two. <laughs> All right, which of those
4: Sydney events had no visa-related visa related replacements? Well, we, we, we ruled out one that's not even in the options because visa it's 2017, related. 2019, or
0: none. Visa-related. I would. Well, this feels like a trick question. I want to go with none, um, but when the guys from Australis couldn't come, that wasn't visa related, right? No, they just I skipped think they just events. they just skipped it yeah. was... there. I thought.
3: Oh okay. I don't think they ever. I don't. Oh, yeah, ever, I don't... No, I think event. he was
4: there once. I, I think yeah. the, they were there once and then decided never to come back because they had problems traveling a... that far.
3: Do you want a hint? I'd like a hint. Um, one year had a lot less teams. Oh, oh, was yeah. it the
4: first I mean, Was the first year just eight teams? Oh, it was.
0: I think it was.
4: I'm looking. 2017,
0: was it just 2017. eight teams? Correct answer is? 2017. Okay. Yeah, that that kind of sits nicely. That says Thank you for the hint, Prof. I appreciate that. I, appreciate I was too bad that, that
4: gave, gave away the answer instantly.
0: Wow. Well, you know, we got the first one wrong. That's so right. at least we got the second one right. All right. Question number three.
4: Mathematically, the record for the highest placement at I.M. Sydney by an Australian team was set by Chiefs, 5th in 2017, Greyhound, 7th to 8th in 2018, and Renegades, 5th to 6th in 2019. So mathematically, that means 5th out of eight is bad.
3: I, I don't know if mathematically it makes sense. Just essentially who had the highest number. That's, that's it.
0: Well then it'd be Renegades when they made the playoffs with the nifty 50, right?
3: Yeah, but what about Chiefs finishing 5th?
0: But I th- I, think, I like I like Striker's logic.
3: I, I mean, blamed I think this is like a little bit weird because
0: this. like what what does mathematically
3: mean? But if you mean like percentage-wise, then it should be Renegades, right? Let's, let's just say this is the correct answer. The, okay. The, okay. For for the, right. even though it's not going to be the correct answer, it is All the right. correct
0: answer. Well, the correct answer is Renegades fifth, sixth. <laughs> uh, move that slider up, please, Lucas. Thank
4: But you. Dimitri Thank asked you. me asked me literally this question and uh, like. Would you think fifth is a better placement than fifth to six? And I said no. And then he still did it.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, look, uh, we're getting through, we're, we're getting to cheat here. So this is nice. Uh, every now and again, you know, you need some help. And uh, we're getting a lot of it tonight. All right. Uh, question number four
4: Which of the following players attended all four I Am Sydney's? I forgot that I was supposed to ask the questions Nico, right. Kerrigan, and Dexter. Or Dexter.
0: Diko and Kerrigan won together, right? Yep.
4: I would think so. In 2018.
0: Dexter... Was Dexter on Chiefs in 2017? <laughs> I don't know. Whoever well, in the chat saying Kerrigan.
3: He, he wasn't so. on, on Chiefs in 2017.
0: Well, that's good. It's car- Carrigan because Nico couldn't come and you still had to stand in. And then Yanko had to stand in, I'm pretty sure, right? Slank along those lines. They had to have two stand in. So uh, I'm okay. going to go with Kerrigan. Interesting. Correct answer is. I remember players
4: had two stand in at some point, but I don't remember for whom.
0: Yeah, Nico couldn't make it. And I forget who else couldn't make it. The Guardian?
3: I feel like it's Guardian. Maybe. Looks like it could have been Guardian.
0: Okay. And uh, fifth and final question for this evening. We can still salvage this one. How's your memory? Terrible by the looks of things. I haven't gotten any of these correct so far. This is, like, this is, this is well, fucking
4: diabolical, though. Like, I hope what is you can remember an hour ago. Okay. Okay. The first photo from HLTV confirmed intro was made at which of IEM Sydney? Aha. It was the one that phase 1... 2017,
0: 2018, 2019. The one phase 1. Yeah, that's not... It can't be 2019 because that's the nope. one that... Nico. SK1
4: 2017, be... no?
0: Yeah, then it's 2018. Yeah. Pretty sure it's 2018. I think so. We're collaborating here. Well, Major at the start of the year.
4: I look, I know SK1 won, and it must have been the first one because they weren't so yeah. good in 2018 anymore. And so FaZe must in have, have in been the 2018 one.
0: Yes. Yes, I agree. Good logic, Striker. Let's have a look. Locking in. B 2018. The correct answer is 2018. Okay, yeah, and it was phase, right? We we got that right. Yeah. It was phase yeah. on the yeah? Okay, nice. All right, cool. That was lucky okay. too, yeah. That was hard. The first one was the hardest. Like that was the first one. Like I can't I can't even remember what happened yesterday. Like, let it get, let it let alone. Fuck, I'm tired. Let alone a couple of years ago. Okay, uh, we got four out of 5 i I'm going to pick a winner, and uh, the winner of this week's who wants to be a skin? You know. Brought to you by tradeit.gg is noise, N O I Z E, or Z, uh, depending on which part of the world you are from. N O I Z E. Our people reach out to your people. Congratulations. Uh, you've just won a gift card. Prof?
3: May I be excused to the bathroom, please?
0: Uh, yes, you may. Yes, you may. Can we,
3: are we going to do the break now? Yeah. It makes let's, sense.
0: let's run the ads. Best esports art.
1: VIP program and a variety of bonuses. Fast and easy withdrawals. Bet on every possible CSGO matching tournament. As well as any other esports game. Only on 22bet. Do you want to change your boring old skins for awesome new ones fast without losing a lot of value and without the risk of getting scammed? Go to TradeIt.gg and safely trade your items within 60 seconds. Just select which items you want to trade from your inventory and choose whatever skin you want from TradeIt's inventory. Click trade, verify the trade on Steam and you're good to go. With the biggest inventory available for the lowest trading fees on the market, traded.gg is your go-to whenever you want to play with new skins.
0: back baby thank you for sticking with us that was the ad break there won't be another one of those so you only had to sit through one but it was extended because you could see there a bit of a trailer for the award show that is going to be going down at the start of next year in belgrade serbia prof you're the man who gets to organize all that fun stuff uh how's it coming along
3: coming along good i would say we we got out the big news which is always kind of a. Uh kind of a big milestone moment, I would say. So that's pretty nice. Uh, there's the award show website that people, if they want to like find out more um, or sign up to to attend, it is uh, like an industry only. But we're, you know, looking to find people that want to come. A lot of people already signed up, which is cool. We're talking to to teams um, like people asking, why not Stockholm? Uh, The main reason is simply the boot camps that, that we're adding for this year. So teams that are that want to attend will have a possibility to stay at the boot camp and like prepare for the next season because that's kind of the the main issue that we had last year for getting more teams to come is like oh we need to have our boot camp so like traveling from wherever they live to an award show and then to a boot camp and then to an event after that is a lot of you know travel so we're kind of streamlining that and yeah working with relog for the boot camps that you know that that has become a, a hub in itself and being non- Schengen also helps. So a lot of a lot of players and talent even are kind of struggling with the EU days to keep that under the ninety out of one hundred eighty. So it helps to not be an EU for for that kind of a for a boot camp preseason boot camp. So that's what we're looking for. Also uh, a bigger venue than than last year, like three times more guests. I think that we we're expecting, and yeah, a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Three times more.
0: That's cool. It's I might shave my guests. head for the occasion again. So uh, we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> I'm being serious. I think I might. I kind of like the buzz. It wasn't too bad. Uh, but yeah, that should be exciting. And I think the Schengen days is definitely a big one. Definitely something that a lot of my colleagues have to struggle with. Um, that's why I got that fucking Maltese ID card. We've got a fucking 10 year. Malta residency. That's really quite nice. Uh, all right. Well, uh, you all have that to look forward to at the start of 2024. Yep, you've heard me right. We are coming to the end of another year. Uh, but right now, we are at uh, the first tier one CS2 LAN event down here in Australia. And the time zone, as I mentioned before, is nine hours different between Central Europe, which is where the majority of our viewer base comes from, the European continent. Uh, and the Voxpot for this week is asking the question, How is everybody at home liking it? Uh, How do you feel about tournaments in Asia and Australia? Uh, And I suppose that a lot of the opinions that we will have gotten uh, will be quite negative. So uh, what's (laughs) the consensus, Prof? Prof?
3: Uh, yeah, we, we asked like us that question like generally to get the vibe, and I think people that rep- responded were pretty okay with it. Kind of, you know, it is what it is. You know, sometimes we have to have tournaments in different parts of the world. But I was curious to see like how much people have been actually watching. So obviously, stats are one thing, and the stats for the tournament overall will come out at some point. But from our following for the Vox Pop, uh, people said, okay, twenty four percent said watched most of it. Um, 36% watch one to two games per day, which I think is the normal for like a European kind of a setup. You wake up in the morning, watch a game or two, and that's like, okay. Even even that's pushing it probably for like sleeping schedules of gamers. Um, and then 27% watch just clips and red news and 10% not keeping up with it. Um, I think it's, it is it is it is kind of what it is. For me, it's been weird to wake up and already have like so much to catch up on. And, and even waking up at like, Eight-ish, which is not not normal for the average CS viewer, I'm, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's something that um, is an unusual experience for the Europeans. Which is something that you know, I'm not, I'm not going woe with me by any means, but it's something that I did. For years for the majority of my life actually when when watching counter-strike um and it will come with some pros come the weekend you'll all be able to enjoy your saturday and sunday evenings friday as well mm-hmm. actually uh because the games will be starting later here which will mean it'll be daytime matches for everybody in europe so you can watch the games during the day yeah. um which will be quite nice for a little bit of a change i know that most people like to Pretty do their prime time viewing at Yes, yeah, that is unfortunate, and have been reaping the rewards of being able to get the early games on a nice time um but yeah i i, I know that it's not going to be perfect for everybody, and that's kind of just the I way it can be world like it can be
4: literally like you have a twenty four hour or whatever it is like eighteen hour span from like uh west coast to Sydney so that's gonna be a problem
0: well even like in Australia mate from where we are right now like i I landed in perth and I spent five hours in perth and I, I saw my parents and then i got on another flight at 10 o'clock at night or it was closer to 11 and it's a four to five hour flight depending on the winds yeah that's real uh between sydney and perth and by the time i then landed in sydney it was 6 a.m so you know a, a flight that takes i think it was four hours in that way plus the three hour time difference like it's it it was always difficult for me like i remember when i was playing with the vox eminor guys um i would I was fortunate because when I was plumbing, I was working with my dad. So I was able to finish work early in the afternoon, just after lunchtime most days. So I could get home when they were finishing work and we could all play before they had to go to bed at nine or 10 o'clock because they had to get up and drive trucks or be a carpenter in the fucking morning. Um, Bro, you have three
4: hours, three time zones in Australia.
0: Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually realize that. Yeah. It's it's, it's one of those places, right? Um, I I just read a comment in here uh, from Nitra Rip. Chad sounds uh Chad sounds like he's so pissed off and cut stuff with the game when casting no that's not at all i'm having a great time I'm I'm, I'm 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 loving being back i think my casting as well i've been having a lot of fun with it i've been uh different words have been popping into my head not just saying the same bullshit. it's actually been lots of fun i've really been enjoying it I, actually I,
3: I don't know was it was yesterday or the first day i think yesterday i was watching some games and you had some very funny not classic Chad moments like someone was ah it said Brokey was taking him forcefully from behind or something like that. And, I'm like, <laughs> and then there are like a few sentences later, there was another like unexpected, not a classic Chadism, I would say.
0: I think something that like, and I know I get a lot of criticism of this on by the same like six or seven guys on the forums. Like I see it a lot and they hurt my feelings. Can you name the them all? b Tannin. Jerry's Jerry's one of them. But I think that's just like B Tannen in disguise. I feel like that's just like B Tannen's new account because he hasn't been on the like he got banned. I'm pretty sure there's that guy there's like a some American guy as well I, well with an American flag, but lots of people and like, I, I do read the comments like and it it does it does get to me like I, I, I try to not let it but like the things is people are pointing out insecurities I already have about myself. So it's like, they're just reaffirming the negative thoughts I have with that's half the problem. Um, and like, not a lot of the time, like I, don't, I, I try, like I fucking love my job and I love the game. And all I do is go out there like every day to try and do the best possible thing I can, because I know I'm extremely privileged. Like I, I know what it's like to work a real job and I never want to go back to that. And I want to work in counter-strike for as long as I can. Um, and I don't take my job for granted. I uh, I play Counter Strike every day of my life if possible. And I watch Counter Strike every day of my life if possible. So um, it just uh, it's a little bit frustrating because the biggest thing is like I've I've always been like a people pleaser. And I think most people that I interact with think I'm a nice person. But these people on the internet don't like me for some reason. Maybe I had a bad day. Maybe I made a comment they didn't like and it. It just sucks because I know I can't please every human being on Earth. But I also like just like counter-strike and know that these people like counter-strike because they're on the forums and i just like it makes me so sad to think that i can't like just get to them they just don't like me for whatever reason that fucking sucks man i don't know what i did to them and i apologize if i did something to them but yeah i have fun with my work and i enjoyed today and I, i think alex did too so that was cool but anyway i'm a little bit off topic um you're just yeah, talking box about box.
3: yourself, as always, Chad, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's fucking...
0: It just makes me sad sometimes, man. But um, I guess for the work-wise for you guys, so Prof, you're saying you wake up and you have to catch up on a lot of stuff, but it's kind of cool, though, to write, to have to get up and look at all of those things, right? Like, you, you have, yeah. have a backlog. I mean, backlog?
3: I don't have to write news and stay up from, like, 4 a.m. Uh, until, like, 8. But I also did that in the past, so, you know... Uh, Tough on these guys that are doing it today. Shout out to to Harry and and Demps. I think they're doing the the worst mm-hmm. shift and uh, Ilya for our social media. Uh, but I, I I did that in the past too. You know, it's uh, it's a rite of passage yeah, almost. <laughs> what
0: What about you, Straka? You are you having to you know are you you it all off as well? Like I no. I know you guys have different responsibilities these days.
4: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's more like that. I want to catch up. It's not like I have to like literally be able to be be awake for those games but i could catch up on them later you know just like watch wads and whatever but i actually wanted to catch as much as i could live just because you know it's going to be hard for me uh to to do all that during the day and just catch up on it in like an 8 10 10 hour day or something so i just wake up at like 7 and so i've pretty much caught everything live um i mean obviously there's some simultaneous matches so it's not like it's not possible to watch everything anyway but at least i've only missed like the first series of the day um for for the past three days Okay.
0: Well, it, it's good to still have uh, Prof and I mentioned here, this guy last week, the analyst for 500. I got his name wrong when I was talking about him on air. It's CL underscore Physico. Um, he's still been doing these nice little threads. Um, and obviously, Nart's doing demos, and I know Rush is doing some stuff. But I think the in, most interesting thing at the moment is because there are a lot of people interested to see how tier one Counter Strike plays out for CS2. That what I am looking for, and I don't know how it is for you guys, and I don't even know how it is for the viewer, so I'd be interested for the people in chat to, to let us know. Um, but I, I am looking more broad. Like if a player is having a bad performance or someone who are used to having good stats is having bad stats or a map is looking more T-sided or CT-sided, we're literally learning about MR12 together. We're learning about these open skyboxes. We're lurking about the clearing of the smokes. Um, and and all of this stuff is is really quite like enthralling because... People that maybe have heard me talk about this before, but one of the things with the in-game leader brain that I, unfortunately I've had for my entire Counter-Strike time is that um, innovation and creativity in Counter-Strike is one of the most interesting things to me. And coming up with the ideas of how things will function, I think that is like my favorite thing about CS. So at the moment, it's quite overwhelming with everything you're having to download, but it it it's there's always something to talk about. And that is what I like about having like a fresh start with this. What, what are you guys enjoying the, the, well, maybe you're not enjoying, maybe, you know, maybe I, you're not enjoying.
4: So I, I am enjoying what a lot of what you're talking about. And I'm also being a little bit more reserved than just making a big opinion about like one mechanic in CS2 or one of those things that like everybody's talking about, because I know that they, a lot, a lot of them kind of interlock and, and um, have an effect to each other. Like, you know, one of the, one of the examples would be like, you know opers um, and how much they're talk like people are talking about how they're going to be affected and all that stuff and i see that they have there are less op kills happening in the game even like statistically i can see that you know if i look at sydney i think it's like 7% of all kills are with the op but then the normal value would be like 12 11 to 12 okay. has been like the last okay. few few events so it's kind of a big drop but at the same time you know if you just consider the 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 fact that a lower percentage of rounds, you will be even be able to buy the op because, you know, you just don't have as many gun rounds as you would normally. And, uh, uh, and because it's, you know, let's say normally you would have the op in the fourth round of a game, typically, like that's the first time that you, that teams buy it. And if you have the next 11 rounds to buy it, you know, at least on one side, then that's four out of, or like 11 out of 15 is more than eight out of 12, you know, percentage okay. wise, you know, of the of the entire uh, uh like of the entire kill count so of course like there's going to be a drop but maybe it shouldn't have been this big so i'm just curious about how much these these things interlock how much is just because of the peakers that have advantage like making people think that okay maybe it's not worth buying the op in this position you know a lot of these things can just come down to more like the conscious choices rather than out poppers actually being worse and it's hard at the moment without actually looking at the data properly or having even more data you know we only have some tier two tier two matches tier two tournaments and the first tier tier one line they're not even going to compare to each other because it's different teams different approaches all that stuff so we just like i'm just waiting for more data to actually make a big informed opinion about like how bad something is or how good something is
0: Yeah, yeah i think that's a fair approach
3: i think uh i think it's just fun to see um i posted this in discord like just fun fun to see people find new solutions to problems with like the smoke blow up thing and the mechanics that come around that like the usual there's this like 1v2 the chiron one uh then the mouse game uh, against uh, yeah yeah. Yeah. he literally there's like two people coming on the side he gambled on the right side he got a kill there's a smoke like for the plant on the classic like dice box for for bathrooms plant and usually in csgo you'd have to like either commit to spraying in it and you don't know if the guy's there and maybe he peeks you on the back or he peeks you on top or whatever and you die and he had a nade so he just like killed the first guy throw a nade into the smoke and then just peeked and killed the guy as, as the, you know, you kind of either commit or you fake plant the bomb, but you're going to be there and you're going to be damaged by the smoke and there's no smoke and it, usually you're just going to win the round by killing the guy. So it's just kind of a new way of solving that 1v1 situation that in the past did not exist. And then some of the mechanics about like playing around smokes when when a smoke, uh, there was also this um, just a mi- minor detail in the complexity Monty game when uh, there's a 2v2 retake on B and there's a smoke that landed in uh, in cave and floppy was behind the smoke, I think. But the smoke, the way it lands, and it's the smokes appear differently than it did in CSGO. So there's like on the edge, you can kind of see through it. And especially if you shoot through the edge, yes. it kind of reveals the whole thing. You can really see if someone's coming through or not. Uh, so you can see how people are finding new solutions and how like these smoke lineups that we had before will need to be retweaked or either tweaked or... Or just you know you know that there is a gap in it, right? Because until you die, until someone does this to you, you're not gonna be you know aware of it. Yeah. So I I think it's just interesting to see these like small details evolve and then how you know holding the nade for a later thing and obviously like blowing up a smoke to execute and shit like that's happening all the time.
4: There was Uh, there was also. There was also this cool cool moment from twists like on overpass where he was like where he blew up the smoke and then just ran out of bathrooms the other way and he caught a guy off guard because yes, he was looking yes. at the the blown up smoke like waiting for a guy to peek and he just got killed from behind like these things to me also like super cool to watch like these these new dynamics, you know, and like something that we never necessarily thought about too much, but you just see players even this early into the game, you know, finding these these
0: little moves. Yeah, I, 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 I like those little details for sure. I think the uh, interesting part now, especially with the strength of the nade for the post plant, um, the go to in, I would say, 95% of situations would be smoke the bomb, right? That's what well, you you smoke the bomb as opposed mm. to smoke the choke point, because um, I think that there were that, that always felt especially like if you were doing, I don't know, let's say ancient and you smoked off cave or they could just spam to the wood and you've just given them a barrier where you can't yeah. punish him, right? Well, um, I I think that now that people will actually have to make Different decisions. Maybe it will become more viable in certain scenarios to smoke the choke point as opposed to smoke the bomb. And in saying that, sure, they could still underhand the nade and you know disperse the smoke in front of them and try and peek behind it. But like, I think the problem, and especially the one that you highlight, Prof, is if you are just smoking the bomb and they nade on it, you're fucking dead every time. Like, like, hmm. what are you meant to do? You tap the bomb, the nade comes in. Even if you've moved back a bit, you're probably slowed by the he. It's like so now. It seems like very scary for the CT to go for that as the main option, which used to be. Very prevalent. So I think that's quite fun. Um, The orgs and the Krieg have been off the fucking charts. Uh, That has been mental. We discussed this on last week's episode, Prof, and we were talking about from Yon Shipping. And I think I discussed like the percentage that the org had been used at like 3%. And then we compared it to. Uh, blast where it wasn't even on the stats wheel that you guys have and just yeah. having a look at I it
4: mean, now, it's 2% 2% is the uh, the bottom line for it, for it to show up as like a, an individual weapon on the stats thing so it's not like it gets potentially a massive difference you know but it's still like a tendency for sure
0: well the fact it's on the wheel striker is enough for me to uh, see it speaking so now it's 3% <laughs> yeah. again at this event right um, I think that there was some discussion on Twitter regarding the four spies in the second round for the T's I would say more often than not if the T's don't get the plant we were seeing full Ecos and the CTs more often than not just in general obviously taking the full Ecos in the second if they'd lose the pistol Um, and there's still the biggest issue I think regarding the CT economy discussion is about winning the pistol on the CT side and losing the follow-up so I think at the moment one of the keys is to making sure the bomb doesn't go down and I wonder if that's changing some of the CT side pistol approaches from teams do you notice how active the CTs are on a lot of these games like they're pushing a lot, yeah. taking a lot of space. So maybe that's because they don't want to allow a site to be given up. And they're hoping to just kind of win the round in a key choke point. Um, you know, what I just
3: shooting mechanics as well, like peaking? Yes, everyone wants to peek as much as possible, because it feels easier to, to win a duel, right? I still think that the loss bonus on the T side doesn't need
0: to change. By the way, I still think the loss bonus on the T side could continue to function as it is. It's just the CT side that I feel needs to change. Because if if we are incentivizing the T's, which they are by the 800 bomb plant, then we don't have any need to, to change their loss bonus functionality. But for the CTs, I think we do. Um, I really would like to, I would love to be able to have a bit more of a thought experiment regarding that because that was one of my original standpoints was the CT side, the loss bonus starts at 1900, no 1400. Um, and the T side could stay the same way it is. I, I I don't see any real issues with the T side economy Do you guys.
3: Uh, not really, at least from playing, I don't know, from, from watching, I didn't notice anything from playing T side felt okay, but C T side, I felt some games were just awful. Like you, even, even when you have a lead and it's just like, you lose some of the key rounds and it's just like, okay, I'm either playing like two MP nines or shotguns every round, or I'm, or I'm echoing like two in a row, which feels awful. Like both of these options feel awful and uh, then you're kind of fucked.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's something that's going to take some time to iron out. We'll need more data and we'll need to see teams who kind of master the economy because I think something that a team like VP or uh, well, Avangard, I suppose, is when they really brought it into fashion. I think what that shows you is we had the economy that way for quite a few years before it was really started to be ironed out and milked. Um, to that degree. So uh, definitely going to need some more time. But MR12 overall, how have you guys felt about that in general? Have you been fans, not fans? I know Snappy's not a fan, but then if you talk to people from FaZe, they seem to be a little bit more open-minded to it. So uh, where do do you land, Prof?
3: I think just like from a viewer perspective, initially, like my initial like, oh, MR12 reaction was uh, watching a game and it was like, I don't know, 9-9 or something. Um, and I was like mentally kind of tuning out because like, it's whatever I'm watching some, maybe there's another game, there's something happening. And then I realized like, Oh, nine, nine, that means like four more rounds to win the game. So I'm like, Oh, actually I'll, I'll like mentally tune into this to watch it until the end, because it's not going to be like half an hour. It might be like 10 more minutes and it's over. So it kind of hooked me a bit more than, uh than a 9-9 at a, in an MR15, right? Okay. So I, I see that as kind of a positive. I do agree with like what Snappy was saying in terms of like from a tactical point of view, it does feel very limiting. Um and I and I still think like the experiment of of tweaking other things makes more sense. Uh because like changing to mr 12 just changes so many expectations the economy part how many frags you need to get in a a half when you how do you pace a pace a half from like a like a t side what do you want to do in which rounds i feel like also just just from a historical point of view all of the stats that we have and like oh 30 bomb and all these things get reset uh which i'm not a fan of if it's not the the only solution that we have and i don't think it was the only solution
0: Yeah. yeah i i saw um uh, Nero tweet out to do with the how it was before with the one forty five and the thirty five yeah. second bomb timer that we discussed earlier. I, I I will say, and obviously there is no way that we can possibly um, go back in time, but Counter Strike was played bit more AP back then than how Counter-Strike was played towards the tail end of CSGO, which I think also probably contributed to the length. A lot more teams were risk uh, averse, right? They yeah. wouldn't just push through smokes and run around all the time like we would back in my boomer But it's days. also to
4: do with saving, right? Because like that just naturally will increase the the round timers to, to maximum essentially a lot uh, more, way more than before, you know, before you would see like whatever, like in NIP times, like in 2013, you would see them just go for like stupid 1v3s that just don't make any sense just because like, I don't want to throw away this round. Like I don't want to be bored basically like in the game and just save. So at yes. the time, like people weren't thinking about this so much. So even through that, that's also increased the timer.
0: Yeah, I, I think that... um I, I saw the criticism regarding the best of ones and we spoke about this as well last week, Prof, uh, or maybe even the week before, um, uh, I saw Uli put out a tweet regarding it. Uh, and, and I think that people obviously not wanting best of ones because of MR 12, well, we haven't wanted a best of ones, even with MR 15. Um,
3: and hopefully, I think that's not gonna that's not gonna hold. Like we're not gonna have best of ones at LAN.
0: No, I, I don't think so either. I think this is just uh, the remnants of what was left over. This event has come around very quickly from the release of the game. I think that people are also now being critical of the fact that ESL have turned the final into a best of three instead of a best of five, which it was what six months ago. Yeah. Um, so P- this is where. I don't think people can just expect ESL to flick the switch and have things changed immediately like like that. They will talk to the teams. uh, and, And also, for the first event, we're doing a lot of learning, not only with how the game is playing, um, but also in terms of, you know, how MR 12 is going to act and on day number one, where it was best of ones, uh, with the best of threes to close the day, we still didn't finish until about one 30 in the morning local time. Uh, so I know for the people back in Europe watching, it probably didn't see that late, it seemed that late. And I'm sure that they were more than happy, uh, for it to be running at that time, but it was still a very late finish, uh, for the final series of the day. So and that, and talking with league ops, I was talking to me, about this and me, for those of you who aren't familiar with him, I'd say most of you aren't, uh, as much as he, he might just seem like this bit of, you know, this, this savior to do with the coach bug, you know, me, the type of guy who's going to tell me how it is. And if, if there was heaps of problems with CS2, he would have said, so, um, but he was saying that there really wasn't that many issues regarding CS2. There were more issues regarding the like Steam client itself causing login issues, which I don't know if people at home have been experiencing that, but I personally have. I do a lot of like logging in and out of different PCs. It's very laggy. It's, it's not very responsive at the moment. So um, that had caused some issues. And the classic you know audio issues, which we, we come to expect yeah. everywhere, Um, but uh, this is the thing we could have started a little bit earlier. That's maybe where I would have the critique local. I think we started at 1230 with the first game. So we we could have started earlier in the day um, and they did adjust the times but then people would have missed maybe even more of the games. Uh, and I feel like a lot of the games have either been quite close or have gone into overtime. Like a lot of the matches have ended up in overtime. Mm. The complexity series yeah, yeah. Uh, against Monty, both those maps were reg- regular scores of MR15. So I, I saw a tweet come out saying the average before today's game started, or maybe, yeah, I think it was today, the average amount of rounds played in a game up until till today's matches started was 23 rounds. So okay. it would be so interested in yeah, I'd be interested to see uh, where it is at the moment regarding I would say it's that.
4: Probably higher just but, but I'm, yeah, I'm not sure.
0: I, I, I would think so too, because like today, for example, that Bet Boon game where they were up nine three on the T side <laughs> and then it ends up going into double OT yeah, double or something T. fucking diabolical for the poor lads. Um, but yeah, I, I I would love to check out some of these numbers now. Um, I've just if anyone's watching the VOD, I've literally just sat down since the broadcast has ended. So this is probably stuff I'm gonna take a look at once we're done. Um, but those are all factors that we can dig into a little bit more, but it doesn't feel like there's anything that is like immediately we have to turn our nose up against. So or we have no, to, you know, like ind-
3: counter strike or something like that. Yeah. I don't think you can say that
4: competitive integrity wise. I haven't, I don't even remember like a single case where I was like, okay, this like something bugged and like decided around that. I was like, no way, like we should just replay it or whatever. Like never, never something like that happened, you know? So I feel like from that perspective, that's good news because I don't think anybody knew exactly if that would be a problem because of all these like weird um, like phases through the textures and, and some of these things that people like spotted in online, you know, for the first couple of weeks of the release.
0: Uh, I, I, um, I also think that at the moment and this is a problem as well that probably uh, a lot of these players I think Nico had a sentiment along these lines uh, don't quote me on this but regarding you know uh, not being able to solve as quickly and that also comes from the fact that there is a lot of new right new gimmicks new moves new dynamic and and that means that everybody will not already have the predetermined best answers in their head those are things that are going to have to be solved on the fly and certain things like you could see a lot of teams struggling against phases uh deep mid smoke that they yeah. were throwing on the CT side and not knowing how to respond. Um, and that's something that, you know, once teams go back and reflect, they'll be able to work out a decent counter to it. Um, I was talking with Yanko about this today and he just suggested the smoke fanatic were throwing top mid, the old meta one that was able to divide that mid corridor because it's a bit tighter and the way the smokes are a little bit plumper, uh, uh that that would be a good counter because essentially what Faze are doing is they're making sure that they can stand and take fights into second mid top mid flashes a lot more boiler and halls fights and kind of condense the map down a bit. So essentially they're having that real estate for longer in the round with that smoke. Um, I'm talking People, about Inferno. Yeah. Rotaz, sorry. Sorry what, guys. I should have been more specific. What's fanatic
3: smoke. I'm uh, lost. I don't know which fanatic you're talking about. Either.
0: So fanatic, uh, Old fanatic and new fanatic. So okay. it's something that has kind of come back into meta. They were using okay. a smoke from T stairs that would land top middle and it would divide mid. So at
3: this point So it can have a- mid but but into into brackets.
0: Yes. Yes. So, okay, so yeah, it yeah. covers, it covers the corridor as well as both sides. So it would allow you to come and pop through that smoke, and go either side. So it, side do, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and then if you do have one guy long, one guy short and one guy abs, it actually helps you to isolate that crossfire. So you're not smoking off long and the guy's playing in front of it. They might stand either side because they have to worry about both chokes and it separates the defense a little bit. So it was something that fanatic in this event used to, to good success. Um, but inferno at the moment is the most drastic in terms of change of the meta that we've seen obviously it's the map with the most changes. Uh, I think overpass would be a close second with the new way that teams are starting to approach in doing a smoke uh front T stairs and then the molly instead of the double molly a lot of teams missing the mollies as well. Um, there's a lot of interesting Mouse, stuff. Mouse going missed on.
3: that like classic like A toilets to A ramp molly like six five out of six rounds. You know, and then They hit it when like all five Bedroom guys were running through that. And the second Molly, like losing ADHP, it was, uh, it was kind of funny.
0: I do like the obviously breaking of the smokes with the nades for the CTs, allowing like quicker rotations or more fights to happen, which is also yeah. going to change the pace of the game. I think that's something that we've seen uh, quite a lot of, which is cool. Um, I think that it's a bit overused at the moment. Like I'm seeing teams like dump one, then dump another, then dump another, like three HEs going into a smoke quite quickly. Yeah. So I think at the moment people are being a bit <laughs> overzealous with it because we don't know how to use it properly just yet.
4: I don't know. Did anybody else spot how Blade was like literally frothing and just like doing it literally every single chance that he got and like sometimes even being like in really bad situations? At their detriment sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah really bad. Like that. I but I saw but I saw him like five times do that, you know, like he smoke drops in his face and he'll literally do it, you know. Yeah,
3: how yeah there finally... was a lot of it. How funny did Blade look playing this game, though? How funny does he look just sitting down at the PC? Like, what's the last time you saw Blade sitting down? It just looked so out of place. And he had this, like, very proper posture, like sitting back, kind of like an a leash, but just obviously much older. And he just looked like, you know, after our... Pug with the mates with the, in, in the office, you know. You're the old guy. What are you playing this Counter Strike game? Okay, I'll try out B90. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's the vibe that he was giving me. I just cracked up every time I saw it. it was it was kind of adorable. I I can't believe they
0: won a match. Yeah. I, I, and then a map against FaZe. Not only a map, they embarrassed FaZe. Yeah, they fucking embarrassed FaZe. That. Oh mate I can't imagine the team talk phase had after that. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, to be fair, like
4: Bit Bit has been sick, and he was great great in that game. And same with JL, like those two teams were hard carrying Navi's ass in a lot of those situations.
0: I think that's a very solid sign. I I am curious to get the take of the two of you on Simple not showing up. Um, uh, I I think uh, chat sounded angry slash disappointed in the phase Navi Mirage. Yeah, because I, that's how I think Phase would have felt. Uh, I I. I think it was a, a very miserable showing from Faze if I'm going to be completely honest. Um but what do you guys think this means for Simple? Do, am I am I maybe reading into this a bit too much? Do you think that anything will come from this because we already had rumors uh, about Falcons and and a lot of different options for them. Does this read into that a little bit more? Am am I am I talking out of my ass because Simple's a franchise player at Napoli.
4: I'm a bit sad that Navi didn't say anything because that only further fuels these rumors because if they said, okay, like just last minute mix up with documents, whatever it is that his brother said, you know, that is the problem or or what Luis said regarding like some sources saying that it was because of his EU residency uh, papers that possibly would have, uh, would have not allowed him to come back uh, from Sydney, you know, first of all, these sort of things like do you really not know about them enough in advance to be able to bring in somebody else and like do really learn about them so late so like I understand completely that people are like rumors are running rampant and just like people are are contemplating okay what does this mean like is is device going to to falcons I mean if he if this was because he was going somewhere else bro like he would have just gone to Sydney and played. like there's no there's no way he would have just like said nope guys like the day before the event nope I'm not going to with you to Sydney I'm going to another team bye like no, come on! Like that doesn't happen these days. Um, it might have might have happened like ten years ago. You know, what like, do you simple. Mean? What about the whole MIBR yeah, situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> simple to well, MIBR. I think at the time right it was yeah. where he literally like decided not to go. Like the one flame he was already on the at the airport and and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, sure, this is simple. We're still talking about, but I feel like it's just the lack of communication around it has helped spread those rumors and maybe there's like some half truth about like some of the reasons why like the documents weren't proper and stuff like that but not because he's like literally about to join another
3: team um, what is honestly, uh, what is the um, what expiry on simple's contract what did we say I have I mean, no idea. contract
0: I-, I have no idea uh, while you look that up Yep. Arc Horizon said, Blade said Tawny Organizers didn't give them enough heads up about subs and stuff. They tried to get someone else. I'm pretty sure they didn't know Simple was coming until he didn't get on the airplane, if I'm going to be honest with you. And Blade also reached out to me asking if I could give him any recommendations of Orpers in Australia. Um. And, well, they didn't have anybody on the roster. So it, what would have meant is it would have meant that ESL would have had to have made an exception for navi which would have gone against the rules um and to allow a player now if every other team in the tournament said that was okay then maybe that would be how it works but i I don't think that's how it works guys
3: um so i found it simple signs three-year extension with navi this is literally one year ago exactly to this day okay so he ain't going anywhere so he has two more years
0: well, actually, maybe that's not true because if the buyout is static and not dynamic, Falcons could pay it and Falcons probably would pay it. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's happening. Overdrive made a tweet today. I don't know if you guys saw it, but he made a tweet uh, mentioning a, a slew of teams um, that he thought or thinks or believes uh, going you don't to know rostered. you
3: don't know what it is because his tweet when things are confirmed are more or less the same as this so you yeah you can uh, take away but what you want
0: I, look I I overdrive probably gets similar bits of information from people that he talks to as to what like I would in an event like this talking to some players and hearing some rumors about oh yeah you hear this guy's joining this team or oh I heard about this right um and and some of that stuff in the moment is probably founded in the conversations that they're having. But when it gets to contract negotiations and everything gets there, uh, it can change. Right. And, and, and I, and that's why I don't sit here with all the rumors I hear and come out and go, shit guys, did you hear this is happening? Because I, I, I look, I, I don't, first of all, I don't want to be that source of information for people to come to me in that way. I, I don't, I have no, I, I, I like knowing what I know, and I'm not going to sit there and go out and say things like that. Um, uh, and, and I think that, you know, some of that information that I get is is, is privileged information, and I like to, to have it and I like to, you know, use it at my own discretion. Um, and I think that some of those things based off of what Overdrive said, and some of the things that I've heard, uh, there's more than a few options there that I, I would, yeah. I would say, yeah, he's probably bang on, there will be a lot of changes. Um, and uh, that's not you know probably too hard for people to understand considering there are a lot of really good players that are on the market right now or maybe not on the market but on the bench um kadian his movement to any team will cause ripples everywhere like because of his unique situation of being an opera and an in-game leader there are a lot of different options available and um I think the most recent one for Cadian would be to Liquid. And I think that if that was to happen, it would probably come at the sacrifice of OC. That's what I truly think. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen with all these roster changes, but it's very interesting to see that we found ourselves in another like roster mania so quickly because I thought we just had one. You know, I, I feel like it wasn't that long ago that we had uh, some big shuffles and some big movements. So, uh, we, we might be getting a couple more. Um, kind of derailed this conversation a bit. Should we go back yeah. to talking about the, the Sydney tournament? Or? Yeah, 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 we can do that. <laughs> okay. I mean, just, just for my
4: for my kind of two cents on that topic and changes, I mean, everybody's heard so much about Magisk and kind of his potential leaving of Vitality, and I feel like there's been a lot of activity behind the scenes around that. I don't think anything is final for anybody at this point. Like, you know, for Overdrive to say they're going to be changed before 2024, maybe a lot of these teams are looking at possibly changing before 2024, as you were saying, but, you know, there's no telling whether they'll actually be able to, you know? But there are some players, you know, who are, like, either close to the end of their contracts or already um, having them run out, you know? Like, you know, there's Magisk's uh, ending at the end of the year or by the beginning of the next year. There's these rumors around Cloud9 that are are going around and with, you know, them having just changed in game leadership, it would make perfect sense if they were kind of thinking about, okay, maybe Hobbits will make space for a new in-game leader instead of actually trying to become one, you know, as we were having these problems. You know, they just spent probably big bucks on two players, you know, and they don't want to just spend the next half a year or a year like making sure that Hobbit is actually ready to be an in-game leader, you know? It's not like he has zero experience with that, but obviously not like... A real captain would you know so like from that perspective it makes sense there's like i think twists and phases like close to it close to the end of his contract and like these rumors are about to get in and liquid net ip we know are changing basically we just don't know who exactly yet and i think it's still kind of being decided i don't know about the navi one honestly like i think people will probably see that and, and link it to a simple Um, considering this problem but I don't think I mean there was also the Yima rumor but I haven't had any indication whether there's there's any changes there or in Fnatic I haven't heard anything about that
0: I can tell you that JL went out for Korean barbecue tonight for the first time in his life so I hope he enjoyed it (laughs) Uh, someone in chat asked a question about JL's headband before and I spoke to JL about that and I said man what the fuck happened with the headband situation Um, and he, he explained that the reason he was a bit you know pissed off about it and he didn't like on camera looked that pissed off about it, I would have been more pissed off is apparently he was, um, he was interrupted like while he was like the round was still on and he was coming, which would piss anybody off. So that's hmm. uh, a bit of an oversight there by whoever the admin was at that time. Um, and there are some local Aussie admins here who were behind them. It's not just like everybody from uh, the traditional European league ops team. So that's, that was, that was pretty, that's pretty poor form. Um, but the, to take the headband off, just so everybody understands, it's pretty much a blanket rule to do with anything on the head. This goes yep. back to like the taco days with the beanies or the hats, um, because essentially they don't want to break the, the you know, the, the, Deal. the sound. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And, and so, which is understandable. And if it's a blanket rule, that's fine, but he'd already played like a game with it on. So, you know, that, that
3: was kind but of also weird. like events guys had some like small, did you see the, in the last game? Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah they like, like, under, be,
0: like
4: between their their hair and the headset, they had like little pieces oh, of like padding. foam, foam yes, or something. Yes, yeah, yes. like for the padding and stuff like that. Yeah. Obviously, that's a little bit different. I think the the headset rule is more to do with like that whatever covers your ears, because that's like what basically potentially lifts up the uh, the ear cups, you know, and then allows you to hear more from from your surroundings and the the opponent's comms and stuff like that. You know, yeah. so if they're just having padding here, but it's still covering their entire. Yeah, that's probably not a problem you know
0: i i believe the wrap is to do with the headphones potentially not being comfortable for long periods of time if i understand right. rightly um i i'd i'd heard that somewhere around the traps and i know once they get to the arena they won't be using those headsets anymore i think they go to the Sennheisers, which are like a much more expensive like we're talking like 400 euros actually maybe yeah. more maybe they were even close to a thousand euros for some of these headsets that i'd heard which i know that sounds crazy to people but for the
4: for the what is it called
0: they're like the helicopter headset right they're like that really yeah. high quality sennheiser headset yeah, that yeah i think they use i might be i forgot off. what they're
4: called now but i think they are they are really 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 expensive i think they went even to uh i think they are now being sold actually i don't remember for how much but it was i think something like at least 800 euros or something like really 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 high
0: yeah, I'm not quite sure, but yeah, I know that that like so. For example, I think during the group stage, they're using those A zone headsets, and then I think it changes once they, you know, get to the stages because they have some some different yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff they need to. Yeah, but the A zone up. ones are
4: what I was talking about that they're using for the for the groups. Those are pretty expensive already.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's... Here's, okay. Here's here's actually something that
4: I I was looking through stats. I didn't actually include yeah. these last two series, so they're going to be a little bit potentially skewed. But I think there's. Uh, Probably not that many changes from that, but I was looking at pistol stats because, you know, a lot of people were saying how MR-12 is going to affect, like how pistols affect the game and the win rates and stuff like that. Obviously, this is only the first tournament and it's like sample size is small and I haven't looked at what it looks like in all these tier two events that are going on where there's more data. Uh, And because I did it manually, because like I'm CBA trying to trying to figure out how to how to do it automatically at the moment, because I just wanted to look within Sydney. And I mean, I was looking at uh, kind of the the effects of pistol rounds and basically two pistol round wins, I'm gonna say only because I don't think it's actually that that significant, led to a win only in sixty-six percent of cases. So two out of three times somebody won two two pistols, they actually won the head won the game. Something like five more, like the most of the rest went to either overtime or you know, they lost the game, you know, even yeah. after winning two pistols. So that's that's so essentially...
3: That's... Yeah, but it's a super small sample size, but essentially one out of three people lost two pistols and still won the game. So that was the Gamer Legion yeah. one? Gamer uh, I don't phase. know if...
4: if not, Ents, not not Ents won the game, but at least Fnatic. went to... Not, at, not won the game, but at least went to overtime. Yeah, But okay. some of them actually did win the game after losing two pistols. I can tell you, I can even tell you which one.
0: Fnatic did. Fnatic won a map
4: it was, after uh, losing pistols. Monty to Complexity, the... First time maybe first time around,
0: I Monty, think they played. Monty won the first four pistols in today's yeah, yeah, series. Yeah.
4: So Monty, Monty and Complexity, and then Apex versus Vertex. Vertex won both pistols and, and Apex beat them, which is kind of like obviously kind of is is a team that everybody expected to lose all games anyway. And then Bedboom won against Gamer Legion on Mirage, uh and Ants against Static. Yeah, that's the oddest lost one. And then I, there I were three th- more games that went to O T after a team won both
0: mm-hmm. uh, uh both pistols. I think it was interesting today to see Complexity lose all four pistols and win both maps. There you like, go. So that's that's
4: even more because I didn't actually look at uh, all of the all of the games today.
0: Yeah, like, or the, like the last and, two games today. There was quite a... That, that situation was was interesting to see, um, but they both ended up in overtime and complexity had to come back in the in the second map to be able to, yep. to get there. Um, so but yeah, I guess it's not as condemning as people think, huh?
4: I mean, at at the moment, at least, I mean, you, you can say that. Obviously, again, like you can only tell with confidence how much more of an effect... I mean, logically, it should have more of an effect. You know, it's like it covers more rounds than... Uh, um, like the higher percentage of rounds than they would have otherwise, because it's you know let's say the first three out of twelve rounds are affected uh, instead of three out of fifteen, you know in the first like portion of the game that is affected by the pistol rounds and like the 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 economy. Uh, but actually, another interesting part that kind of supports what you were saying about like CTs generally fully going the second round. I don't have like a stat for z- specifically that like how much they're actually buying the second round, but at least how much the conversion is. From uh, for CTs after they uh, for T's after they win the pistol and for CTs after they win the pistol, and it was something like only like two out of fourteen pistols CTs broke the second round after T's won the pistol. You know, so it seems like CTs really aren't buying much. You know, for the second round. Um, to even have a chance. While on the other side, it's much more common because, you know, once you get to a plant, you will be uh, you will be able to buy up a very similar buy to what the CTs have. And so the chance of you um, having that second round break, you know, winning that first buy is much higher.
0: Yeah, no, I think I think that was one of the biggest takeaways from at least the games that I casted. It was very, very rare. It, it stuck out like a sore thumb when I saw a team go for the force buy uh, on on the second round of the CT side. Like today, complexity did it, um, and it didn't. It didn't go so well for them. They had shotguns and MP9s and everything like that. It wasn't. It wasn't great. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I think we still need some time to see how this one's going to to really play out. But uh, it is. Again, I return to this kind of weird thought, but It feels like if a game's going to be close, it's still going to be close. Like teams have been able to come back. And if they're down and the other teams at 12, they get to 12, 12 and then we're fucking on. And then instead of having compromised economy at that point in the game, and worry about who's going to get broken late. It's 12 and a half and we fucking go like we we let them bang like there's no. And I know some people like that. Some people don't like that. But it's just interesting because again, I feel like there's been so many games that have been very, very close.
3: Do you feel like, Um, uh, you know, the fake comeback is that is that dead now? You know that like, ah, uh, they are 12, I don't know, three down and they win like the pistol and then like four or five rounds and then you kind of have to cast a game that you don't believe in being interesting in any way. Is that still a thing that happens? I
0: don't know. I don't think we had that many games that felt like completely over other than like that Phase Mirage game. I mean,
4: there was also the Bad Bull one that they... Um, what was that? It was BedBoom against. I don't remember now. I'm I'm off. I think it's Mouse. Yeah, we're going to like 12, three, 12 three up or something
0: at some point. At least 11-4 I think at least yeah. eleven four. 11-3 three, three, I half. think it was. Okay.
4: And then yeah. Frozen had that one v four, and from there they actually came back, but Miles um, won that
3: game.
0: Yes, they did, and that, and and Bat-Bomb probably should have two would that series right because it was a yeah. was it a three yeah. up series, and then
3: I would be a one percent uh, in fantasy. <laughs>
0: Daphne's probably not in there anymore, mate, but I could tell he wasn't happy with like in that map. Him and Siren were happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw, that
3: was that was more, you know, more fire from Nafani than we saw in this whole Cloud9 slash Gambit, you know, which I yep. think is a good sign because it kind of shows his evolution as a leader. Essentially for people that didn't watch. There was just like after they lost this big comeback, they were in a big lead on rush and lost the game there were just some words exchanged between him and siren and there was i don't know what to say except like there was a bit of heat and like an intensity from nathany's side and he was like he said a few things and then he just like walked away and then siren was like trying to talk to him and he just kind of cooled him off and to be honest next uh map was ancient i think siren destroyed so it was um it worked, whatever, whatever and happened.
0: Siren's but. still pretty new as well to this level of Counter-Strike, right? Like, I know he was on Spirit, but it's not like he's been around the traps for a long time. So it's quite interesting to see that blend of players. We can talk about Bet Boom for a moment because I think they're, would, they're the biggest surprise, right, of the group stage, I would say, just with the way that they performed. I don't think anybody thought the roster was going to be bad, but the fact that they beat Vitality... Um, I think that that's very strong. You just think about the names there. Naphne, Zorty, Chiron. I would love watching Chiron play. I think it's really funny to see his uh, his attitude, right? Uh, Danisters is the is the new bloke. And then Siren, as we discussed, who I thought was always a really nifty piece. I didn't get to cover off any Bet Boom games. I only got to watch when I wasn't working. So um, uh, do you guys have maybe any greater takeaways than I would?
4: They were also in the, and usually in the other games or like the super early game against, um, that they played against Vaitati, but there will, it was also kind of a game that Vaitati should have won uh, type thing. Uh, but just generally, I think like Kyron was doing really well and Naphany too. And it's like, it's hard to say if this is like, you know, bias confirmation or like confirmation bias, but like all these wide swingers, you know, like in-game leaders who like to just run, run and gun a lot, seems like they're all doing better now. As a result of CS2, I don't know if that's actually the case, you know. But you see, Naphony, there was like, uh, I there was there was more people that I had in mind. Kerrigan, uh, there was Kerrigan that that had some big games, but it, the, to be honest with him, it was more like, like he's still at zero point eighty three, you know, for the entire group stage. So that's kind of like his normal average, you know. But there was also like, um, I mean, Bit in general was doing well, and he's also one of those players who likes to just uh, go out for duels and stuff like that. You know, Naphony was was one of them. Uh, and there were a couple of people that I spotted that were just doing better than I would have expected them, and winning a lot more of these duels than that they probably otherwise wouldn't have. And I'm not sure if it's just because of the peaker's advantage, or just because CS2 is is different overall. Maybe because there's not so many up. Op- but offers, you know, so these guys don't get picked off so easily all this stuff, you know, could be interlocking or like uh, intertwining. And I'm just curious about how this is going to develop.
3: I think that's like what Bethune were we doing was a lot of, uh, I, I watched the mouse game, most of it, uh, the, the first two, I don't think I've managed because it was like 4 30 AMs. Uh, but there are just a lot of like pack rolling fast, fast e sides, just running around kind of together. Like that, that kind of worked and didn't work on overpass. It was just like, you know, rush up a, especially with mouse, like missing the molly to like contain them early. So they are just like taking over bathrooms and super, super fast. And until like, at the end, they mouse won by Torshi getting an ACE, but before that they abused them like three or four times. So it's, I feel like it's a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of individualism that that's going on It's like yes. the key rounds that they were run in that CT for mouse. Like it was a T T-sided comeback almost happening for Bed Boom one round. Frozen was on A side kills four. Um, just like he wasn't flashed, he wasn't anything. And the other one was like Torres getting days. So um, I think people are just focusing a bit more on trying to kind of nail the mechanics uh, and just do that. I think that's also what Nico said in one interview. Is like he said, I think it might have been might be better if I just if i just focused on killing and not like thinking about the game and like the meta and the team and what's happening um and i think kind of that's what bet boom abused they're just like let's not complicate things run together have trades available and like frag out and uh based because <laughs> they're also missing that fucking mirage smoke on the t side and still we're up 8 0 or something so yeah. you know Utility is important, but as people, like, you know, a lot of people watching this know, you can know all the best utility, and if the guy widespings you and kills you because your fucking, your aim is dog shit, it doesn't really matter. So you need to be able to to get those frags. And I think that's kind of where we are now, where people are doing some, like, super cool smart stuff, but then also you know, some people are just trying to kill, and, and yeah. that's, that's enough. And, like, the Monty complexity game was also that. It was just, like basics you know few flashes and a smoke and just go together frag
4: i think generally i'm kind of surprised that we don't see like more elaborate uses of these mechanics just like really set strats it just i think you can really tell that not a lot of teams have actually had the time to come up with these things and uh, or even copy from others you know to to get some ideas of how you can set this up you know there are very few that actually are working you know like Faze had kind of a cool combo of combo like when they were like running out nuke that was like what started their comeback oh, against the uh, no, no 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 no. this was just uh, from like door from like door they had like a flush nate oh basically so like combo. Yes, so they cleared yes. the the corner uh, next to the event right where it's yes. like a lot of tts they will sit there like behind the smoke a lot of the time and you can't pick them off until you know you you really pick them properly you know so that, yeah. that was like a cool thing, but it's still very small. You know, it's still very simple use, not so much like into like a quick execute or like a combination of of flashes and nades that, that come together, you know, complexity did it also once when they were like, just use the right timing to just pop, pop an 8 in the smoke and literally just like execute, not even execute, but like run out into a on anubis uh, uh, and stuff like that everything is very simple use of this new mechanic and i'm still waiting for people you know like you know let's say the next time heroic plays or something like that i don't know if they're going to play the same same way you know not without katian but you know those type of teams, you know that are a little bit more inventive with that sort of stuff if we're going to see something more elaborate like as tournaments go on or even in the playoffs you know when teams have had a little bit more time to to figure out that, like how can we actually use this what strats can we set can we run from that
0: uh, uh mr Tsar in chat g two had a set nade and flash strat to take t uh to take midas teas on ancient i was talking to justin about that at breakfast today and i was like all right so you know you gotta you gotta smoke off cave because like right now in the meta and this is like that like, even just from my you know shit tier fucking games that i play i i try and look at timings and how that'll affect things on the meta and that was one thing i was talking about in the cast on ancient is B lane uh, and mid, it's much easier for the CTs to get control again, right? It's like okay. old, ancient spawns. So now on the T side, if you smoke off cave from spawn, which you can do from a whole bunch of different positions, not out here in one of these recent videos, you can do it from three different spawns, right? It's quite easy to do. You get a nice deep one in there. You molly the B ramp and you make your way up the lane. Obviously, you still have to worry about the type of utility they're going to throw your away, but it makes it much easier to try and pin some mid because the CTs, if they get full lane control, I think you saw a good demonstration of that today with Monty. If they have full lane, doors, smoked off mid control, you essentially can have three players that can all pivot and help each other to lock down mid and B simultaneously. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, you don't want to give that up early. I know when the util subsides, you can take it back late, but it's always quite difficult with that flash. Um... So yeah, I I, I think that uh, you know that combo is perfect because to come out the mid smoke if you have a well placed hg and a flash at the same time it means you'll be at a pincer with the B lane guy as the guy's lower mid and kind of take that mid control. So um, I think that's I think that's pretty cool. I think you know we we'll, we will see more of that that evolution. But a lot of teams are sitting there saying they only had like three days worth of practice. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, you know, can tell like a lot of people, all.
4: even like when you, if you saw the floppy interview, it literally sounded to me like a guy who just like started out playing CS2 like a few days ago and has like no idea like how the audio sounds, how he's supposed to make sense of the game and stuff like that, you know, you can just tell people are super raw in new games, or at least a lot of them are. And uh, they're still kind of coming to grips with all these changes because they're still used to playing CSGO, you know, complexity were in the showdown. So they were like one of the worst ones same with G2 and ENTS, I think they were there, right? And uh who else was there? Card nine, like another one of those. Like a lot of these teams have had a very, very limited practice. So like obviously it's gonna take time before we see these these mechanics used a little bit more.
0: Just just quickly, do we know if uh Jimmy's gonna make it? For Maus, have we heard anything in that regard? Obviously, Mao's making it to the playoffs as well with the standard of Nexius in place of Jimmy, who was unable to get the Visa stuff sorted in time. Do we did, did you guys get any news about that? Did you hear anything about that? They haven't said anything
4: publicly. Uh, uh, I haven't heard anything Anything new. So, I mean, that would tell me that probably not, but uh, I don't know. We'll see.
0: Okay. Well, Nexius has looked handy. He hasn't looked out of his depth by any means. Obviously, it might cause some issues at certain points, but I'd want to give props to him, just slotting in. And yeah. uh, is it Tobas, the uh, Mounds NXT uh, coach? Coach, yeah. Yeah, he just keeps finding these gems. Uh Sycron more than happy to to point praise to him, so I should give a, a bit of a shout out to uh to him yeah. for sure. There was um, also and, this and, uh,
4: yeah. this sense kid from Apex was also, also actually really yeah. doing really well. I mean he like people will probably like remember the one V five that didn't really mean anything, but you know, it was pretty cool. Um but he actually did great every literally every game that Apex played, you know, even though they went out pretty early.
0: Yeah, now I, I like some of the the younger guns that we've seen here. Now for mouths, I don't think we need to, unless you guys want to say a lot about them here. But I think it's good to see them with form. We even without Jimmy here, off the back of pro league. Obviously, we spoke about them being a younger team and a good one for the future. Um, it's good to see like them being able to carry that confidence across into this game. And I think with the state of the game, because they're all just good fraggers, right? They are just they're good at shooting. This kind of helps them because it's a lot of excuse me heads up Counter Strike at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's not too shabby for them whatsoever. Um, all right. We've been gone for a while. Let's pivot into a couple of these topics here. Uh, we can talk about Vitality and Phase. Now, uh, obviously, Vitality were eliminated by Phase. It's a bit unfortunate that they were both upset in their opening game. Uh, what do you make of this situation, Prof, with Vitality? They come a long way. They get eliminated day one. Uh, they're back on the plane essentially the next day. They've been here for about 48 hours. Do you take anything from this, or are you in just the camp, that new game, early on, these, these things are going to happen?
3: Um, I want, I want to give some like cool take, but there is none, like, there is no real reason to be like, oh yeah, this is now the end of the world. They played like, uh, opening best of one, they lost it. And they played the best of three, like super late as well. Um, it is CS two. I don't, I don't know. I don't really make much of it. Um, people were talking about like, oh, Zywoo is not the same, but it's like, it's not like Zywoo had like a 0.8 rating or something. It wasn't, I don't think it's. Uh, anything to talk about until we have more games of them played like literally one day of counter strike yeah yeah exactly. and people are also
4: like you know using zawa as an example of like why oppers are struggling and he's like he's already a guy that barely Played with the op the as an op. opera, you know, in general, you know, so it's not like we can use him as some big example. And I mean, generally for that topic, you know, if you look at like stats for for, for Sydney as a, as a whole, there's a bunch of these operas that have been great that are still at the top. Now, there's that like modesty Brooklyn.
3: Can I just, before we go away from Zaiwo, so these are Zaiwo's rating. Okay. First game, bed boom, 16, 14 loss. He had a 1.0 rating, 22 kills, 22 deaths. And then against FaZe, he had a 1.17, 1.29, 1.10. Overall, 1.12 rating for the event. Fine. Like, bad. what are we talking about? This is not like, okay, it's not insane, but it's not bad. We and it's just literally the bad four maps. Yeah, four. Yeah. Maps. yeah. Anyway, striker, where were you at? You were talking no, about. I was just stats. saying.
4: I was just saying, like, a lot of people were like, I think they're still the jury's out on whether operas are actually that affected or not, because like we see some of them still like Brokey was fucking insane today. Like he is still super inconsistent and I mean there were he was also the cause of why they lost a bunch of like really stupid rounds when they were playing both against by against and against uh, Navi like Broky just like sometimes the guy baffles me man like sometimes he makes really the stupidest decisions but then today he had him like sick game that basically won them the 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 playoff spot. Um, so like he was, he was hitting everything with the op at times, you know, like it's just, everything was working for him. Monacy is the highest rated player of the tournament, you know, and he's clearly like in tune with the game and still uses the op a lot. You know, he was like, I was looking through his, uh, his stats and he has like 35% of, op, of all kills with the op, which is his average from like the previous three tournaments or something like pretty much the same. It's always been. Torji was doing great for mouse. Like a lot of these opers you know, that that are in form still are in form in, in CS2, you know? So like use, uses using a couple of examples of, of the ones that maybe didn't do so hot, and none of them are actually like anybody that big, then like, it doesn't really make any sense. You know, it seems like at least the the, the weapon still is strong, even if, you know, they are nerfed in a way that they just can't have the gun as much as they used to, you know, you, you probably will have to be better with rifles now as a result of just not being able to buy the option yes. in as many rounds. So with it's that, not like that. it's not like it's 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 definitely harder to play with the op it's more like it's just harder to get it in the first place so you will be less uh it's less important for you to be an amazing op you know for you to actually be valuable on the server let's say
0: yeah, and I think that's another one of these things. Same with like the MR12 discussion, or the pistol, or the economy, or the the run and gun. I think the peakers' advantage. I think a lot of people are experiencing that. So that one, I I don't know if we can dispel so quickly. But the Opal one might play into. I, I just know that for me, when I was doing that phase game, the phase vitality match, because they had spoken about the peakers' advantage, you know, being so strong and so much. Like when Rain stepped out Long Corner and fucking destroyed Zyw. I can't get mega excited about that shot because I I kind of have to be like, well, in CS:GO, that would have been a banger of a shot against the North. but these guys are all saying that peeker advantage. That's one of the things is like having to gauge on like a multi-kill in this because a lot of people were coming and saying, oh, it's very hard to multi-kill on the CT side. That's something to get excited about because I think players are still coming to terms with how the weapons operate, right? They're, yeah. they're not as, as familiar with it. There's a lot of different feedback that you're receiving that is going to make it operate different as well as the game obviously being different at the moment. So um, that's something that's been more difficult to gauge i was talking about the to the some of the observers as well like chev and kind of you know getting the test and he's kind of like, yeah it's hard to tell like what is crazy good like because some but i i guess what we will be able to tell when you know ape shit stuff happens like carrigan today with that deagle kill on Bro, Inferno. Like, yeah. That, yeah. yeah that was really cool or rops he had that lineup where like there was the two of them coming out a double door oh, yeah and on them, your and that was really, like those things were fun and the way that I kind of was sensing when things were huge, when everybody in the green room watching the game like makes some noise and erupts, it's like, oh, okay, like, yeah, we all saw that and we all mm-hmm. enjoyed that. And I think that's kind of the the bit. And we'll be able to tell in the arena once we get in there. Um, it, it will be interesting to be able to, oh, yeah, a jail in Palace with the Deagle. Yeah, very good, uh, very good suggestion to the bucket there, Bullet. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that we're. When in you know, a in a fun little learning phase, obviously that's going to come with with some issues. How do we feel about phase overall? Obviously, there's been the rumors around twists to, to to Falcons. They've had another one of these like comeback type of victories where they had that to one's team. that one's bullshit, by the way. Twists to Falcons bullshit, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, hundred percent. What is,
4: what right, what
3: we'll... is bullshit? Oh, sorry, I zoom.
4: The twist, the, the whole super team thing about Falcons. I mean, at least the latest one that was like Nico Monesi and twists there's literally zero indication of that anywhere. Maybe like, I know that the the rumor said something like, uh, Falcons are planning to build a super team with these names in mind. But as far as I know, they never really even asked any of them.
0: Okay. Well, I guess we just continue. Like I think for Faze it is important for them to get back into an arena type game. Um, and maybe even more important for them to go as deep as they can, but they're not going to have an easy showing at all. Once we do get into the playoff bracket, they were going to be taking on ents. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say to, to me, have probably been the team that is the most vocally unhappy with where with, with the game is. That even though Snappy, I think Snappy's tweet yesterday after the follow-up of his interviews is, is very apt. I think people need to make sure that they understand that distinction. You can be critical about elements in the game, um, while also still, you know, being open-minded to the fact that things will change and get better. But we should be uh pointing out when things either are, you know, I mean, he said it from. the very important.
3: He said it from the beginning. Like, we did an interview. Where was it? IEPL, I think, when he said like, the game is shit, but we are professionals and we have to deal with it. You know, yes. so it's he's he's not being like the game is shit. I don't want to play this. I want to go back to CS:GO. He's just like, yeah, I'm gonna say how it is, but I also know that I'm, you know, I'm doing this as a job and I'm happy to do this as a job, but there's there's no reason for this to stay this way. So I want this to be better, you know, we can all all be better. So I don't know. I didn't actually read the comments for that. I think what he said just made a lot of sense. And, you know, even if you don't agree hundred percent with MR-12 versus MR-15, there's no reason to be like, oh no, this guy is just being a hater for no reason. Like there, he really did explain why he thinks uh this this is a bad decision you know
0: yeah and and that's the key right there uh, and again we were talking about this in the early stages on this release is is the point is that the feedback about it it can be negative it just needs to come with some solid foundation a reason a rational oh, explanation constructive,
3: right yeah. i mean that's why yeah. this whole thing about all loba was right bro the way he was talking about these things was obviously yeah. <laughs> just to gain attention it wasn't to fix stuff you know he yeah. it, it wasn't it wasn't being constructive i mean maybe he he was like I don't think he hates the game he wants the game to be good as well but the way he was doing it was primarily from that like ah, I'm gonna be different from everyone and I'm gonna be very controversial so people have to talk about me like no I don't want I'm not gonna agree with that it doesn't matter if in theory what he was saying was right the way he was presenting was so shit that it doesn't matter
0: yeah uh, but that's the thing there is a section of the community and um I don't want to like try and be ageist about this by any means. But I find that, you know, obviously, there's sensible people at certain times. And I think the older most people get, the more sensible they start to become because they are more experienced with things. And I think they're also
4: the ones that are at least uh, um, happy about change generally.
0: Sure. uh change is quite scary but this is the 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 base of, of people who Loba knew that he could you know take advantage of who would enjoy or the base of people who would be uh, opposed to his stance you know he this is Loba in a nutshell he's the type of guy he's stirring the pot he's got a massive wooden spoon and um I I, I find it you know I I can look at it from a humorous standpoint so um you maybe people think he was doing some harm, but I just think he continued being lober and trolling. So uh, that is what it is. Should we, what do you want to uh-huh. talk
3: about now? I wanted to just mention one thing because people are talking about like rating and stats and stuff like that in uh, in chat. And there was this tweet from, from Simple actually about the, the HLTV rating need to be like adjusted and stuff like that. I'm not saying it doesn't need to be adjusted. I just want to like clarify one thing. Um, I mean, we're going to look into it a bit more, but overall, obviously with games being shorter and they can be like very short like you know a 12-1 or uh, a 13-1 or something Uh, what is going to happen you're going to have more like oscillations in the rating because there is fewer rounds therefore your rating will be either you're super good or you can be super bad more often than over over a longer period of time and that's why like when you look at a big overtime game everyone kind of has a very similar rating because over time everyone kind of builds up to like the 20-23 kills uh, over like 40 rounds right unless you're now yeah you know someone is going to be but it's it's much less likely that over like a triple overtime game you're going to end up on like a 0.3 rating like it's that happens when you get stomped so that's sometimes yeah sorry go ahead yeah you can you can
4: no i mean sometimes i think the way a good way to think about it is kind of like when you sometimes look at ratings for and for a half and those are a little bit like kind of all over the place sometimes because yeah, I mean, if you have a 13 to a half, there's going to be like three people on a 2.0 rating for the half because they just stomped it, you know, like they just ran over the other team. And obviously now we can have a game that ends in fewer rounds than a half was used to be, you Previously, know. So, yeah. so obviously, you know, that's kind of the way to look at it, especially in these like super one-sided games, you know, where just there there weren't enough rounds played for anybody to have yeah. um, to have the chance, you know, let's say.
3: Yeah, and what? then the other other thing to to consider is like I think what people get from this is like, oh, you know, uh, electronic got a tour rating for like fifteen kills or exertion or something like that. Um so then they think like their yearly rating is gonna be super inflated, but the difference is that like a yearly or an event rating is not like the average of matches because it's the average of rounds. So okay. like all of the rounds that you play in in an event are, you know, calculated towards your event rating. And it's not like, Oh, this one game, because it was super short, you had an inflated rating. So then the next game you can have, you know, it actually balances out much more. And that's why like you can, anyone can go and check if you manually try to like add up and divide, uh, versus going into like an event and then looking at the, at the stats there, it's going to be, the ratings going to be different. So, that's why that the fact that we're going from mr 15 to 12 doesn't really make a big difference because you're still looking at a big amount of rounds overall when you're looking at you know the top 20 it's all the rounds and you're looking at an event for an mvp you're looking at all the rounds of the actual tournament which is going to be a bit less than before but not a uh, you know a hugely significant margin that essentially what i'm trying to say these oscillations are very much going to be evened out because you look at a uh, huge sample Sample size of rounds. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. That'll be interesting. I look. I'm not a big like stats guy in that regard. Like I, I, you know, I look at the numbers like everybody else, but I'm not. You know, I, I like to base it off of a combination of things. I think some people just look at the numbers, and uh, a lot of people do, right? And I think that's why players maybe feel a bit like vilified sometimes, by it, because people who don't watch the games, or maybe some like lazy people who just go out there and say, oh, you know, well this guy had a shit rating, right? When we all know that, you know, there are a lot of factors that go into to, uh, to these things. Now, I wanted to ask the two of you a question because this is a little thing that has been bothering me. Okay. Uh, maybe you guys could answer this. Why do you have the two tag on the matches instead of the CSGO tag on the remaining dog shit events that are still CSGO? Uh... There are actually
3: not
4: anymore,
0: I think, even. Okay, so then I'm... now what, 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 no, why I mean, did the, you offer for that method?
4: I mean, the point was just because there was still a lot of overlap between the two. So there was, we needed to do something to to distinguish between them, right? So that people don't have to go into the match to see, okay, this game is played in kind Counter of Strike Two and whatever. I think now we kind of do have to go the other way because it's already kind of like all CS2, or remove it entirely and then just like have a have a filter. All these things are are still in the works as far as I know, uh, especially like a specific filter for to 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 get. CS2 versus uh, versus CS:GO same thing with uh, like I just spotted actually now a mistake on the site that was uh to do with round con- uh, like pistol round conversions because I was going through the stats for Sydney and I spotted that like CT 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 pistol uh, or like T pistols were converted like vast majority of the time you know but the stats sheet actually on the site said something vastly different you know so that was wrong for example you know so like some of these things are are being adjusted obviously um uh, this is something, one of those things that probably need to be um, addressed, maybe in some time when it becomes obvious to everybody that okay, now we're in CS2 and there's no CSGO anymore.
3: Yeah, okay. I mean, it's just yeah. Realistically, should have we should have had both, but we don't. So yeah. it's it's kind of as you said. It's I think today it's probably already obsolete. Um, but for like a week, it wasn't. So that, okay. that's kind of how, how it just go. slightly
0: annoyed me. You know, it wasn't yeah.
3: anything I was too upset about. I
0: just saw well, why are they doing this? But anyway, uh, okay, let's quickly do a playoffs preview. Then if there's anyone who has any good questions, then we can have a look at those. And then we can close it down for the evening because, uh, well, time has gotten away from us, hasn't it? It's almost 1. am here yeah. local in Sydney. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the playoffs, uh, the bracket is shaped up quite well. No, I don't know if we'd say nicely. One side does look heavier than the other. Ents versus Phase, that is going to be the second match on Friday, and Boom versus Complexity will be the first. Winner of the Ents Phase game plays Mouse. Uh, loser of the, sorry, winner of the Boom Complexity game plays G2. Uh, I would say whoever wins out of Ents versus Phase would probably be the favorite for me going up against Mouse due to this stand in situation. Where do you guys uh, find yourself in that scenario?
4: Yeah, I would agree with that, especially because you know Mouses had to play Navi on the way, which who already played without a stand, with a standing here, So uh, even their paths are a little bit different. Uh, I think the Bad Bed Boom win is actually pretty solid because Bed Boom actually showed they are pretty, pretty, uh, um, um, pretty good uh, in the new game at least. But still, yeah, compared to an answer phase, I would say they would be they would not be favored.
0: But what do you think about this phase ends game prof? Do you think it might play out a bit like this complexity fucking Monty game did today think, on ancient? Uh, it's I gonna be so. crazy.
3: I think so, and especially like add into like arena and sound also being like probably worse than than usual. So more running being viable. Uh, what kind of maps? What kind of maps do you think we're gonna be seeing, Chad? You're more into the into the veto mentally. I th-
0: Well, if we remember back in Dallas, right, where these guys played, like Ancient was definitely on the cards. I think Ents are predominantly picking a lot of Anubis. I think it fits their like Rock'em Sock'em play style a lot as well. So so likely to see them go there. But one of the things that Faze have been leaning a lot into has been uh, Overpass, right? They're not going to be able to pick Inferno against Ents because it's their band. So maybe we're likely to see them want to take it to Overpass, which is a map that they've uh, showed a bit of here. So... Yeah, it could just be a bit of well, who? What did they pick last time around? Was it Mirage that they went with last time?
4: Uh, I yeah, think this is like four months ago, you know, so it's uh, hard. But... Yeah,
0: and their Mirage was dog shit against Navi, so yeah. I think they should probably not play that. So yeah, maybe yeah. like a maybe a Anubis uh, overpass. Uh, ancient map pool could be could be pretty boring.
3: I haven't uh, been paying attention I want to see how much is uh, like Mirage different without uh, like the connector one way smoke on the on the top level so I there's think... still
0: a variation that they're using it's obviously not like as one wayable and hard to identify but teams are still trying to fight for that same con- control I mean
3: I think there's like the deeper smoke that's more like towards mid that you that you throw or
0: so this so the old like astralis version that the cts uh, can throw but i haven't seen everybody rocking that like some people have some people haven't uh, obviously a lot of people are doing the res breaking the window smoke uh, but teams are also still just layering like window and cat smoke like standard meta to get the uh mm. midbox and uh, tap control so uh i think that you know that's still pretty standard um, maybe some of the more unique stuff was like that palace mode that we see that kind of like drifts off and may allow a path into the site. Uh, but I think Mirage, out of all of them, probably plays the most similar. I think Boom, obviously, as you mentioned, played at quite that fast gear. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't feel like it. I think one of the things that's changed is when teams would traditionally scale behind the connector smoke. So if you're a T side, you smoke window cat, they counter with the connector smoke um, and you, you know throw your molly and you come down. CTs would break that connector smoke more as you're trying to transition to under window. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that would be happening a little bit more. But I would have to go and have a little bit of a closer look, I think, to, to really diagnose it. But I think Mirage is probably one of the more standard out of uh, out of a lot of the maps that we we have playing at the moment. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm a huge Mirage fan anyway. It's kind yeah. of
3: yeah. Um... I mean Inferno is
4: quite Inferno is definitely playing out different as a result. I mean even if you look at Phase how they how they're using the mid-spoke for example um, to like down middle you know to split it up and uh, to deny these kind of like early control. Well, let's say of the of the middle end information. So I mean that's playing a lot different. For example, I don't know what else like has been like the biggest changes.
0: Um what's our other the other one was Batman Complexity. I think that will just be like another like gangbang like we had today with um, the Monty yeah. versus Complexity. That was crazy. I don't know how many people in chat watched that game, but that was fucking absurd.
3: And and that, fast that overtime, when it started, overtime and you're like catching your breath and it was already like a 3v4. It was literally from the round before because there was no break between like... It was, it was fucking hilarious.
0: I, did you guys know this, by the way? Um, this is what Mihal told me, but I misunderstood this when the rules first came out. But you get three uh, timeouts in regulation yeah. and then each set of overtime...
3: You get an you extra get, one. That yeah. is too much. That is too much. You, you think? That is too much. Why? Well, it'll how, have some, how like, many adjustments and stuff? I guess. Well, maybe just play the game with the players. In this. Okay, is there still I, is I'm there actually, still the
4: thing about forget? <laughs> is there still the thing with the? I didn't actually notice the games that actually went to double OT. Is there still the rule that like after the first OT there's a break, or that do they just run them in instantly do you know?
0: I think we even started doing it after the second OT. We've been doing that for a while. Um, that's what i'm trying to but I don't, come for the second or two. why don't yeah. why
3: do we even need like the halftime break now that the games are so short there's no but, no, but the, the point is kind no of need. more like
4: yeah you you sell that to the
3: sponsors prof, push it after the game that's why i like
2: guys. the pgl
0: events that's why i love the pgl pages no bang, fucking bang. halftime breaks none of this bullshit they didn't sell anything in that time we're getting straight into it whereas esl we've
3: got these fucking add breaks a minute. Like. bro the break is longer than the game sometimes yeah not, not i do think
4: talked. that like once you get into overtime it should be kind of like super snappy and you shouldn't get so much time to like think about what's what's the next step you know because like at that point we've already established that these two teams are like close enough to each other you know and like so it should be kind of like feel more like a sudden death type feeling rather than like mega strategic and like what are we going to do you know like rewarding that you can quickly adapt in the overtime or like come up with new things I think is pretty important in those games you know and they're already long enough you know so like even from a TO's perspective you don't want to prolong them even more by adding more more timeouts or more more breaks in the game so I'm not also not sure about how I feel about that
0: okay I, I think uh, yeah overall this is looking like it's probably going to be a complexity G2 and well, actually I don't want to take anything away from bet boom I, I I think the complexity are playing good and I think Elijah's de- like the biggest takeaway for me in the complexity game today was floppy playing well up until this match he was playing dirt he had 0.88 rating for the event so far and that's even with them winning games like uh, and then he really fucking turned it on against Monty which I think was great to see fucking Ricky Bobby he went nuts so that was cool um but I think G two are shoe- cheating
4: on the game so much in our interview. He actually did really well at the end.
0: I I think G two are my my shoe in for the final, and then it's either going to be end or phase. Like that's that's how I see this shaping up. So yeah. You know, what, you yeah. know what's
4: interesting? Like G two don't seem confident whatsoever in themselves. Like they are they. I think they. Huxley said something like he overestimated. Uh, the opponents just because they didn't feel confident about like the transition to the new game you know and they didn't know exactly how to use all these mechanics and stuff like that so it's kind of interesting that like they went to the playoffs without losing did they lose a map in last last match they but they would do the one in the end right or like on the way rather do you guys see this uh,
0: they just no they this didn't outside. actually they didn't lose a map let's see? see what so, uh, yeah, yeah ENSA's performance coach is now yeah. NAVI's performance yeah. coach
4: yeah I, I think they actually referred to this i don't know who it was maybe it was simple or something like that talked about like that they're looking to get like a different performance coach to um to help with like the the international transition so it's kind of cool to see um someone i know you know to actually make that step up
3: it actually makes sense when you think about it that like whoever they had before was like just a you know I don't want to say any languages, but probably not speaking English. <laughs> so they just changing the language m- might change like how comfortable that person is and it also changes the culture a lot. So you need someone that's more adapted to working with different nationalities and different, yeah. you know, different types of people. So they did have a guy, I don't remember his name, but I know his face that was with them for a long time like during during their major one major yeah. run and yeah, uh yeah yeah I can't, I can't, yeah so it, it makes sense that they now have an inter- international person to to come in from that point of view yeah
0: uh, the, the doctors in chat says FaZe got challenged by a Navi with a fucking blade and Chad thinks to have a chance. I think that FaZe on a stage are a different beast. And I also,
3: think uh- a lot more time in CS2. Like they just had, you know, three games. They're going to learn a lot, right? That's, uh, you can't really think of it from a point of view as if this is a finished game where everyone knows everything. Like the amount of information and experience that you get in one game or one day is insane. And then there was a question from Nils Lorand
0: who said, What if Jimmy comes back to Mouse for the players? Would that change anything about your predictions? Yes, uh, it would significantly. I would then think that Mouse would have a very decent shot of making the finals. Yeah. So but it's just, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Okay. Uh, well we're gonna shift into the viewer questions now and see unless you got you guys have anything you wanna say, we we're kinda happy.
3: Um, no, I think we're pretty we're pretty good. Okay.
0: Yeah, uh, we, we'll at we'll jump into playtime. We don't have to roll the bumper because we are running a bit over time. Um okay, so are we look were there questions on Twitter? What are we looking at? Here? Are what question, are you thinking?
3: There are some questions on Twitter. I can link you the thread. So okay. you can um, people hop through in it.
0: Twitch chat, if you're interested, you can put a couple in now. Uh, and we'll see which ones really stand out. Um you keep the stupid ones to a minimum if possible.
3: I don't have a question answer to this. Thoughts on snacks calling so far? Uh, what did you I, I I think the result for Gamer Legion pretty good. I think individually, what I saw from Snacks was pretty good. So I'm kind of like I'm okay with it, but I don't have any any deeper thoughts on it so far.
0: Yeah, no, I no, go yeah, go for it. Go go go. No on. no no.
4: I don't have like something. Go.
0: Uh, so I also I didn't get to cover off any Gamer Legion games. So um, I didn't really get to to see it firsthand. Uh, other than the matches I was watching. So it's a little bit different when you, you know, when I'm observing, I uh, I am flying around and looking at things a little bit more, but overall it didn't feel like it put them out of place, did it? So um, I think for a, for a first showing with a new in-game leader and a change of map pool, because they, they were playing Nuke, right? And they weren't playing Nuke before with, with Nil, and I didn't think, um, so yeah, that yeah, was... That surprise phase, right?
4: At the beginning, they didn't expect Nuke to come out.
0: Yeah, so I think that that, that in itself is, is quite positive and i don't know I, I didn't look at the numbers but it didn't really feel to me like snacks was was letting the team down in the in the fragging department again not at all no, no he was at a big this, he this was
4: dance. a huge upgrade even especially like at the beginning um but even towards the end he had like the clutch on uh fuck um just mixing to get like four different maps together that i can't remember but it was against phase like one of these maps he had a, he had a really cool clutch uh, against them, he had that 1v3 on Mirage in the Bed Boom game, I think it was, uh, at the beginning. And like generally, like his output is obviously better than Nealance. So even from a fragging perspective, that's a difference. Um, so yeah, I mean, everything seems to be going well, and they were like reasonably close even to making it to the uh, to
0: the playoffs. Yeah, really, you know, they yeah. barely
4: lost the Ancient game against Phase, and were even I think in a position to win it
0: at some points. Yeah, no, I agree with that sentiment. Um. What else we got here? Someone in chat, metal dude. How do you feel? The CT multi theory didn't play out as I wanted. I don't know if it was even my theory. I don't think I presented it as my theory. That was something that uh, I think it was Yanka who I was talking to who who had that that standpoint. Um. These are things as well, just like the ORP that I am really not the type of person to jump to without even seeing the games really be played. Right. So yeah.
3: this is something that we have to wait. Have a we bit We can. Of time. Uh, we did kind of jumped over Cloud Nine from the from the point of view of, I mean, people are asking about the exile, his individual form continues to be kind of, I I can say shit based on what we saw him last year. Right. Um, based on what the expectations are from him. Um, and also like there was this interview with electronic where he just Confirmed that he doesn't want to IGL anymore. So people that are and that's attacking, his prerogative, prof. People that it? are attacking me on Twitter. How did you know that he doesn't want to IGL? How did you manage to? How? 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 It's literally fucking genius. I'm like, who is gonna decide? Who is gonna decide this? Who is gonna say that he doesn't? If things were going good and he was he was happy, maybe he would be down. But he definitely wasn't happy. He didn't want to do it. He wanted to frag. So. Blade was,
4: hashtag Blade was right.
3: Hashtag Blade was right.
4: You know has- what's funny, actually? Hashtag that,
3: everyone was right.
4: Yeah, true. Uh, somebody actually was asking about uh, this email rumor and just generally about Navi and thoughts. I feel like I know that, you know, what people say publicly doesn't necessarily have to, have to be telling of what's going on behind the scenes, but Blade has actually been a guy who's kind of hinted at changes or, like, at least that they're looking at something in the behind the scenes. Like, we have to consider, like... What the options are when they had like NPL and like all these situations when they were happening within the past. And he was actually asked about it kind of had on on the desk after they went out um, against in that fa- after that phase game. And he's basically just spoke about like it's just too early to 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 talk about anything like at the moment. We just need another big boot camp like we were super happy with the one we did before CS before uh, uh, EPL. And it worked out there, you know, we had a good result, we felt like we were on the right path, but, you know, now CS2 came, we're playing here without simple, like we have no idea like what to think at the moment, you know, so that kind of made me feel like that this whole situation around him is just, I don't know, some talk from people that's, you know, maybe it's under consideration, you know, but it doesn't seem to be moving in any specific direction unless they have like a replacement ready or something. So it just, I don't know. It just left me with an impression that nothing's changing for the moment in Na'Vi.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, the mood in the camp seemed pretty good considering the circumstances of this event. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Na'Vi. Uh, any other questions in this thread? Prof, I'm having a look at it. This is, nothing, there's nothing,
3: really... nothing much. Yeah. Nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah.
0: Uh, people want to know about the breed and name of your cats or cat striker uh no breed just like random cat mix. random
4: cats cat. cat yes yep. um their name is one of them is zoro because he has like a mask type thing. okay uh yeah, yes nice. and the cute. other one patichika which is like a little paw butsy
0: oh that's cute okay uh someone wants to know if they can get a photo i am sitting yeah for sure if you see me around say hi i will uh be there all three days so yeah no don't be shy um i am generally okay to talk to um okay okay to talk to you no, what I else we we you're ignoring, ignoring this
3: this huge huge topic right everyone's asking about it which topic but i can't i can't ask i can't ask the question because you know it's, it's very sensitive
0: uh, I, I i try not to address any of that, that type like, of stuff here crops up all the
3: time so I try yeah, not stuff to, that to the stuff that was thing, on twitter yeah. you know uh, before the event and is drama mean, as they call always it
0: always a bit more game focused you know i kind of leave the the drama um what else we got here? Uh, someone said although I wouldn't interrupt, who was having Korean barbecue? Wait, alphabet oh, spaghetti.
3: Okay, I think I think have say? some people at the door, like some like oh. worker people fixing like a leak. Oh, that's that very had.
0: nice. So okay,
3: do we want to just shut it down?
0: Yeah, let's shut it down. All right, everybody, okay. thanks for tuning in to another episode of HLTV Confirmed. Uh, this has been straight after Sydney playoffs in two days. Prof needs to get out of here. Uh, thanks to Twenty Two Bet Steel Series and cool. Trade at GG. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time, likely next, uh, maybe next week. Should be next week. We'll see you later.
1: Best esports odds, VIP program and a variety of bonuses, fast and easy withdrawals, bet on every possible CSGO match and tournament, as well as any other esports game,
2: only on 22 bets. Are you tired of your boring old skins and looking for beautiful new ones? Traded.gg is your place to go for easy and secure trades within seconds. Simply pick and choose whatever item you want to trade from Traded's huge inventory. Verify the trade on Steam, and you're ready. With the lowest fees in the market and a beautiful, easy to use UI, Traded also offers you the option to instantly sell your items for cash. We accept a wide variety of payment methods. Traded.gg is the go to place whenever you want to try out fancy new skins. Start trading today at Traded.gg.